0: Welcome to Wrestling Discussions, I'm your host Ashley Janet here to talk about WWE topics. Welcome to wrestling discussions episode five. I'm your host Ashley Janae and as usual I want to thank God for blessing me to do another episode of wrestling discussions and I also want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in to today's episode which is going to be an amazing episode by the way it's because I have a very special guest. He's loving, he's supportive, He's awesome, he's funny, he's down-to-earth, he's a huge wrestling fan, he's my BFF, besides my mom, and he's the best dad in the world. So I would like to welcome my dad to Wrestling Discussions, and how are you today?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh,
0: I'm doing good.
1: Good, good.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking forward to
1: today's episode. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about today's um, episode, especially the topic... um, me being a big sports fan, you know, just loving sports, you know, it actually started with wrestling.
2: Mm-hmm. And of
1: course, um, you know, my first love was football. I actually played football mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. I played in um, college and I also played semi pro. So I'm excited about sports. I love sports.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And the apple don't fire far from don't doesn't fire far from the tree because I'm into sports too, right? It's wrestling, basketball, um, football toward the uh Super Bowl. So yeah, definitely. All right. So tell the listeners about yourself.
1: Well, um, I'm just, you know, one of them type of guys. I'm pretty much laid back. You know, I love to have fun. I love to laugh. Um, you know, like I said in the beginning, I'm definitely into sports. Sports has always been like, you know, my first love. Me Mm
2: -hmm. playing
1: football as a kid coming up, probably say I started maybe somewhere around maybe 10 years old, you know, just playing football.
2: And Mm -hmm. I actually
1: fell in love with it. And once I went to high school, you know, that, that love just grew even more. So I actually started playing high school football. Mm-hmm. And then from high school football, I actually went to a um, two-year school, a junior college.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: played um, football there for a couple of years. And then after that, I joined the semi-pro league where I played mm-hmm. football for two years.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: um, I have a, a strong background and a strong passion for um, sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a basically a wrestling fan all my life. I mean, wrestling... I could say it may have started when I was maybe eight years old,
2: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: to where I am now. And, you know, I still watch wrestling to this day. I just really enjoy the excitement. And, I mean, it's just really fun. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's an exciting sport to watch.
0: And um, the entertainment is great. Mm Mm-hmm yeah but that's cool then so what so what was like your early memory of wrestling what which wrestler do you remember seeing first and what match uh do you remember it was
1: wow you know i in the beginning when i first got into wrestling it mm-hmm. was um, the World Wrestling Federation, which was the WWF. Uh-huh. And it used to, you know, come on every Friday night,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, and um, the first wrestler that actually stood out to me was um, the one and only Hulk Hogan, you know, mm-hmm. um, Hulk Hogan was like the king of wrestling. I mean, he was basically the WWF mm-hmm. and, um, one of the first matches I saw with Hulk Hogan, he actually teamed up with Mr. T Mm
2: -hmm. and then
1: Mr. T actually did a tag team. And, um, they went against, um, big John stud King Kong Bundy. I would never forget that match. Mm -hmm. And I watched that match and, um, I just fell in love with wrestling and Hulk Hogan just basically stood out. I mean, I liked the way how he wrestled and, um, he was just great to watch, very entertaining. And then from there, it just basically took off and it just got even bigger. And, you know, I've been watching wrestling ever since. Mm-hmm. So um, the WWF was always there. But then I was also introduced to another wrestling federation, which was called the NWA. Mm-hmm. That was called the uh, National Wrestling
2: Alliance. Mm-hmm. And you
1: basically had a lot of um, wrestlers there. Um, Rick Flair was one that really stood out to me. One of my best friends, Coran, he was watching the NWA. And mm-hmm. I was mostly watching the WWF. So mm-hmm. I was a huge Hulk Hogan fan. Nobody couldn't tell me that Hulk Hogan wasn't the best wrestler ever. So, um, you know, the WWF would come on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. Then Saturday evenings, the NWA would come on. So I wasn't really too much interested in the NWA, but my friend, he actually said, Hey, you gotta watch this. I mean, these NWA wrestlers is just mm-hmm. as good as the WWF wrestlers. So I watched my first match with him and I saw um Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. You know, Ric Flair was wrestling. In the Steel Cage match, mm-hmm. um, he was actually wrestling Ronnie Garvin. I'll never forget that. The Hands of Stone, Ronnie Garvin. Mm-hmm. And um, I watched the match, and it was a little bit different from what I saw with the WWF, but Ric Flair really stood out. He was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy would really put on a performance, mm-hmm. you know? So it was like I was watching this. Every Saturday, even though I stayed with the WWF, mm-hmm. I was with the NWA on um, Saturdays. Yeah. So then from there, you had another wrestling federation, and this was actually called the UWF, mm-hmm. the Universal Wrestling Federation. So you had three different type of wrestling federations out there back in the day. You mm-hmm. had WWF, you had NWA, you had UWF, and they were basically competing, you know, for which which wrestling federation would be the best.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: during this time, you had the WWF that was really standing on its own, and Hulk Hogan was basically holding down the WWF. He was actually the marquee wrestler. Mm-hmm. And in the NWA, you had Ric Flair. He was the marquee wrestler. He was the one that people was, you know, dying to see Russell,
2: mm-hmm. And in the,
1: in the UWF, you had um, Steve Dr. Def Williams. You know, mm-hmm. you had Barry Windham, You know, so you had a lot of good old school legend wrestlers back in that time. So I was watching three different types of wrestling events, you know, and it all started Friday. Then it went into Saturday um, afternoons. Then it even went into Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at that time I was watching three different types of wrestling and then I actually fell in love with all of them. But then, you know, I really got so locked in with the NWF. I mean the NWA, I'm sorry, the NWA, to where I started drifting away from the WWF and I was like, whoa, I'm starting to love this NWA. Mm -hmm. So it was it was all about Ric Flair and you know, he was a legend in wrestling. Then all of a sudden he formed what is known now as the Four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. I think if you're a true wrestling fan out there, you're going to always remember the Four Horsemen. You mm-hmm. had Ric Flair, you had Telly Blanchard, you had Aaron Anderson, you had Ole Anderson back in mm-hmm. the day. Ole was the brother of Aaron Anderson. So uh-huh. Ric Flair formed the Four Horsemen with those four guys. But Ole fell out. With his brother Iron, and then that falling out went over to Ric Flair. So of course, back in this day, Ric Flair, he was always known as the, the bad guy, the guy that started all of the troubles. Uh-huh. And he would turn on you like that. So he turned on Ole Anderson. So Ole Anderson decided he didn't want to be a horseman no more. So mm-hmm. Ric Flair and a manager at that time was James J. Dillon. James Mm -hmm. J. Dillon went out and recruited a fourth wrestler to take Oli Anderson's spot because he wasn't really getting along with Oli at all. Once they turned on him and beat him up, we need another (laughs) wrestler. So at this time, this guy came into wrestling. This dude had a physique out of this world. As a kid coming up, he actually made me start lifting weights because the way I saw this guy's physique, it was unbelievable. Uh And he was known back then. If you're a true wrestling fan, you would know he was called the total package Lex Luger. Uh This guy came into the NWA and he was huge. So he ended up joining the four horsemen. So now you had Ric Flair, Telly Blanchard, Aaron Anderson and Lex Luger. They were very, very entertaining. They had a lot of great matches. You know, they were were basically the bad guys of wrestling. So Mm -hmm. shifting over to the good guys of wrestling, you had the American Dream, Dusty Rose, who I loved a lot. This guy was very entertaining. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he was really something special in the ring. Then you had Chicago's own, the Road Warriors from Chicago, Illinois. Mm Mm-hmm you know, Hawk and Animal, you know, these guys were like legends and they was destroying all of the tag teams. And eventually they became tag team champions. Mm -hmm. So when you had the four horsemen, they basically put together their game. So they were known as the four horsemen. Mm -hmm. So they were always jumping on Dusty Rhodes, beating him up. Every time he turned his back, he was jumped on by Ric Flair. And the horsemen. Uh-huh. So Dusty Rhodes came came up with this big idea. Okay, well, since you have the four horsemen, I'm going to create my own team, which mm-hmm. was called the Dream Team. Oh, Dusty wow. Rhodes recruited the Road Warriors Hawk and Animal. Then he went out and got the Russian Nightmare. His name was Nikita Koloff. Mm-hmm. You know, I know some of the names that I'm, I'm naming right now. You have to really be a true wrestling fan to know all of these wrestlers because the wrestlers that I'm speaking about right now, these guys were true legends. Mm-hmm. So you you had Dusty Rhodes, you had the Road Warriors, and you had Nikita Kolov.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: th- those guys were actually, they were always feuding with the had so many different matches that they actually formed over the years. At that Mm -hmm. point, Ric Flair was feuding with Lex Luger and him and Lex Luger had a lot of great matches. They actually had a steel cage match that I will never forget. I mean, it was very entertaining. Um, You know, Ric Flair probably, you know, wrestled the greatest match of his life because Lex Luger was big and strong, and he was tossing him around that ring like a piece of paper.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, at that
1: time. So, you know, Rick Fled, you know, was having difficult times with Lex Luger. So then you had, you know, Earn and Telly Blanchard of the Four Horsemen. They started feuding with the Road Warriors, mm-hmm. Hawk and Animal. So if you know Hawk and Animal, those guys were huge, they were built. These guys, you would think, eat, sleep in the, in the weight room. These guys were huge. They mm-hmm. were big. Mm-hmm. So um, Telly Blanchard and Aaron Anderson will always challenge these guys and would get beat down
2: mm-hmm. all the wow. time.
1: So it just started a feud with them guys there. And so then you had, you know, Nikita Koloff and Lex Luger started to clash because at that time, Nikita Koloff was con- was the United States heavyweight champion.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: Lex Luger wanted that title. i never forget this. And, um, you know, they actually had a match. And, um, you know, Lex Luger was on the verge of losing the match because Nikita Koloff was beating them pretty bad. Mm. So out of nowhere, they had their manager, the Four Horsemen's manager, his name was James J. Dillon. This mm-hmm. guy was one of the, the toughest managers out there. Mm-hmm. If you was beating up any of his four wrestlers, which was the Four Horsemen, he was going to cheat to make them mm-hmm. to help him win. And I never forget. Um, you know, Nikita Koloff gave Lex Luger the Russian Sickle. It was like a, a killer clothesline that he used to use as his cognitive move.
2: Mm-hmm. And um,
1: Nikita clothesline Lex and he was getting ready to pin him and then all of a sudden a steel chair came in the ring and Lex Luger got a hold to that chair and popped Nikita Kuhl off, from his head and won the title.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was very entertaining back then and, you know, with the UWF, you know, you had some wrestlers, Steve Dr. Duff, Williams, you had Barry Wyndham. you had um, The Missing Link. You know, the missing link was a wrestler that he just he had this crazy type of thing about him. He he wore a green face, he had a long beard, and he had like a mohawk. It was probably worse than Mr. T's mohawk, but he would always hold the back of his head and would give you a head button. And that head button was his patented move, and if he ever caught you with it, he was going to ping you one, two, three.
2: Mm.
1: yeah you know so I mean I, I have so many great memories of wrestling and I must say I mean everybody knows the chairman and the guy who really got everything going Vince McMahon I can honestly say Vince McMahon was a genius you oh, know, yeah. what, he, what he was able to pull off in wrestling and here it is I started watching wrestling at the age of eight years old Mm-hmm. and I'm 50 years old today, and it mm-hmm. still draws that same attention, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Because for him to still be having a type of fan base that he has, he's going across the world with all of these different events, I mean, WrestleMania is always huge.
2: Mm-hmm. So for
1: him to continue to put that together, I think it's is big.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then, you know, to have other guys Legendary wrestlers now—that's actually helping him keep those things going. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's—it's it's pretty huge.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think yeah, because I think Triple H did a very phenomenal job this year with putting together Mania. Because yes. if you think about it, it's already a two-night extravaganza. So yes. it was 80,000 one, one day and and another eighty thousand. So you don't know, had a total of a of one hundred and sixty thousand fans there. That's big there.
1: Yes, you know, and I I think too, I mean, you have to also, like you say, I mean, hats off to Triple H because he's been able to just keep things together. And then too, Mm -hmm. it just goes to show you the businessman that Vince McMahon is, to give that responsibility over to Triple H. And you can tell Triple H is very passionate about Mm -hmm. wrestling. He's very passionate about making sure that the fans are entertained and they're really enjoying the wrestling events, you know? So the the cards that he's putting together, like you say, uh, WrestleMania being two days, that was huge because back in my day, WrestleMania was always a one-day event. And Mm -hmm. in that one-day event, you would always have a sellout. I don't think any WrestleMania event has ever been gone where it never sold out. I think Mm -hmm. every WrestleMania has always sold out. From I believe WrestleMania so. 1 all the way to where it's at today. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you, you got to give um, Vince McMahon and Triple H a lot of credit for that because they're doing an awesome job because after all of these years, you still got, you know, a huge fan base mm-hmm. and the viewers are out there. I mean, that that is really huge. And then when I look at some of the wrestlers that they have brought in now. So now I'm, I'm transitioning into the WWE.
2: So mm-hmm. now
1: when Vince McMahon decided to um, change the WWF to the WWE. That was big.
2: Yeah. Because
1: now you had all of the legends of wrestling. I mean, they were all on their way out. You know, some of them were retiring. You know, of course, nobody ever wanted to see Hulk Hogan retire you never wanted to see rick flair retire mm-hmm. you know some some of the, the big wrestlers out there um you never wanted to see Shawn michaels retire
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: but you, you know them guys actually they, they did an awesome job for the years that they entertained us in the ring so now that they didn't pass the torch to some of these other new wrestlers coming in i think it's big you know i i can see roman reigns Probably being the biggest name in wrestling for years to come.
2: Uh-huh. He's
1: he's definitely a great wrestler. Um, he he puts on a good show, very entertaining to watch. You know, I was just watching um Cody Rhodes the other night, uh-huh. and um it, it made me think about his dad Dusty Rhodes.
2: Uh-huh. So you
1: can tell that um his dad groomed him very well because I mean yeah. the way he wrestles in the ring, he's definitely. You know, gifted and has a lot of talent. Yes, you know he's I, very he's very exciting to watch.
0: I agree. Yeah. Um, did you check out that match at Hell in the Cell last year when they came to Chicago?
1: I didn't see that match, um, but I, I heard that it, it was pretty
0: good. Yes, I would say check out that match because that will always be my all-time favorite Cody Rhodes match because he was already injured. He was not mm-hmm. 100% clear at all in that match. And for mm-hmm. him to put on such a great show against Seth Rollins, that just shows you how dedicated and gifted he really is because he didn't let yeah. that injury stop him. He just went on ahead and put on a show. And then, right. it had, and then it became one of the greatest matches of all time because I think ESPN had complimented him on that match.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and it, it just goes to show you that, you know, the new and upcoming, because at first I used to fight myself about it because it was mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm what you would consider an old school. I mean, you, you hearing everything I'm saying today, yep. which lets everybody know, all of the, the um, viewers out there right now, I was an old school wrestler. To Mm -hmm. this day, I'm still in love with the old school. Even though there's a new breed of wrestling now, I'm always going to love the Hulk Hogan's, the Ric Flair's, and Mm -hmm. the Road Warrior's. Those were my wrestlers. They were considered my my favorite wrestlers. But I must say, you know, wrestlers that have come since that generation has been gone, I think they've done a phenomenal job. You know, one person that I actually miss was that John Cena? You know, I thought oh, yeah. John Cena was very good. I mean, this guy here had it all. From mm-hmm. the time he became champion and, you know, and before he went off into, you know, acting in movies, John Cena was very entertaining. This this guy was gifted in the ring. He really yeah. would put on the show.
0: Yes, yes, And that's why he's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers.
1: Yeah, you know. because yeah, because he, he's
0: very dedicated, and he always go by that uh, motto: "Never give up." And that is so true. Yeah. You never want to give up because you see what never giving up does for you. That's right, you know. And I
1: love to see that because he mm-hmm. he wore
0: that to the ring. He had them shirts yep. on all the time. You know, never
1: give up. And I, I think one of the biggest things that I really love about you know wrestling and WWE today, and mm-hmm. even back then, you know, when when I talked about the WWF the NWA, um, the UWF, you know, them guys really care and love their fan base.
0: Uh And I think
1: it shows that the wrestlers really appreciate the fans because the wrestlers are always trying to give back to the fans. I think something that really stands out to me is the uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. I think that's very, you know, great for, you know, kids with different illnesses who actually look up to these wrestlers. You know, like me being a kid, I looked up to Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and, you know, some of the other legends of wrestling. And it's good that they're willing to actually give some of themselves to some of these kids or even adults that may be, you know, going through some challenging times and, Mm -hmm. you know, making their dreams come true. By just meeting them and also just giving them hope to continue to fight whatever it is they're going through. So anytime I see that, because they always do a promo on that at WrestleMania where they talk about the Make-A-Wish Foundation, Mm -hmm. I think that's the greatest thing the wrestlers can do for its fans and show that appreciation.
0: I agree. I agree. And I did admire John Cena's interest this year, too, because he did have the children from the Maker with wish Foundation yes, yes. share the stage with him. And that was very big, too. And I talked about that on my last episode, too, how, how big and powerful that was. And then the way he interacted with the kids.
1: Yes, I, I think that's something that stands out to me the most because it feels like a genuine interaction. It doesn't uh-huh. seem like they're doing it just, you know, to get more ratings for wrestling and to have more people like them. You can tell that it's coming from a genuine place it in is. those wrestlers' hearts. Uh-huh. You know, I actually watched Cody Rhodes um, a couple of weeks ago, Monday Night Raw. Uh-huh. He was coming He was coming down the ramp, and this little um, kid, I mean, you can tell that he was, you know, facing some challenges and may have uh-huh. had a a disability somewhere and he yeah. threw his hands up and cody rhodes took off some sort of weight belt that he was wearing on mm-hmm. his way to the ring took the weight belt off and gave it to the young boy oh I yeah! i mean that that young boy was happy as i don't know what
2: mm-hmm. yes and i'm yes. like wow now
1: that's what you're supposed to do
0: exactly to me, Give that, back. that's
1: that's what it's all about giving back because remember I'm a true fan of this. I believe that your fans make you who you are. So never, So never ever forget that the fans are the reason why you as big as you are today. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, Hulk Hogan wouldn't have never been as big as he was without the fan base that he had. Mm -hmm. Ric Flair wouldn't have never been as big. You know, even just, you know, shine off a wrestling for... A second, you, we, you, even Michael Jordan, the greatest mm-hmm. basketball player to ever play the game, uh-huh. without without his fan base, he would not have ever been as big as he is today. I agree.
0: He probably wouldn't so, even be selling as many shoes as he's selling. He wouldn't now, be so.
1: selling as many shoes. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I'm just big on um, you know, mm-hmm. the, the sports athletes and you know these guys. You know, when the fans, you know, reach out to you and the fans, you know, just want something simple like an autograph or a picture you you should want to do that and, and that's something that I saw with the wrestlers in the WWE I saw it in the WWF I saw it in the NWA. Mm-hmm. I actually met Rick Flair in person and yeah. I met Hawk and Animal in person and I'll never forget it <laughs> you know they had they had an interviewing part where you can meet some of the wrestlers right before the match begins. And, um, you know, I walked up to the table and Ric Flair was like, um, you know, how you doing, son? You know, I said, I'm doing fine. And, you know, he shook my hand and he was like, good. He said, I'm glad to see that you came out. I said, yeah. <laughs> and then he said, yeah, tonight is going to be a big night. You know, and then Hawk and Animal, i never forget it. Mm-hmm. Hawk absolutely scared me because he was so big and so built. I mean, he, he had muscles in his neck. Mm. that's just how big he was Mm -hmm. and um he just he was just asking he's like you still in school I say yeah I wasn't gonna say no because I said no I don't know (laughs) but I mean it just goes (laughs) to show you that them guys you know they they were always open to the fans and to be able to get that close to them that was huge
0: Mm -hmm. I know it was yeah yeah, because remember those are your idols you looked up to and then to finally have that moment, that's everything.
1: Yeah, I also would never forget, um, you know, Ashley, when I took you and your brother when you were kids, you may mm-hmm. remember this. And I took you guys to our first wrestling event. Yeah. And we happened to be walking we, we were actually trying to get out of the, the stadium at that time. And we actually saw Umanga and some of these other guys that were actually in their street clothes and they were shaking hands and taking pictures. And we was trying to get close to them, but we, we wasn't able to get as close to where we could actually, you know, get pictures with them or whatever. But I would never forget in that moment the way they were interacting with them friends. Oh yeah! I was like, "Wow, that that was just huge."
0: Yeah, it was. I remember that like it was yesterday. I want to say I saw Shad Gaspar and rest in peace to Shad Gaspar, and then I saw Umaga and rest in peace to Umaga. And I remember seeing Charlie Haas. Now I actually tapped uh, Charlie Haas's and Umaga's shoulder before they left out the ring, before they left the arena. So that was a big moment for me too, because that was my first time ever getting close to a wrestler like that.
1: Yeah, you know, and and I. It was, it was a good thing that we was even able to get that close at that time. So I kind of remember, you know, the look you had in your face and your brother. Mm-hmm. I was very excited, you know, about that. Um, you know, one wrestler that actually stands out to me is uh, Rey Mysterio.
0: Oh, of course. And the, reason, yes. and the
1: reason why I bring up Rey Mysterio, because he, he just took over the WWE. The fans love Rey Mysterio. I actually watched him this past Monday, and the six man bout where he, his son was on the other side, and I thought that was pretty entertaining.
0: Oh, it was, and,
1: <laughs> and just to see the um kids still to this day wearing the Rey Mysterio mask, I would mm-hmm. never forget your brother. I mean, you you might remember we went on a cruise. I think we went on the cruise when we mm-hmm. went to Mexico. I think was one of the stops, and they were selling those. Ray Mysterio mask. Mm-hmm. I bought your brother one, and once he put it on, he couldn't even take it off. I know, yeah, because he, he, he was wearing that Ray Mysterio mask everywhere he went,
0: mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, because that was my, yeah, that's my brother's favorite wrestler. And then, too, Ray is so loved in Mexico, too. Yeah, yep. yeah, and he's he definitely, was... of course, loved in San Diego where he's uh, from, too.
1: Yeah, you know, when I was, when we went to Mexico and we, I've never seen so many Rey Mysterio fans in my life. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: That
1: was huge. I mean, everywhere we
0: went, they were selling his mask. Sure it was. And different colors too, different styles. Yeah, different
1: colors, different styles, different different colors. Yeah, that was huge.
0: And and if I'm not mistaken, I had bought my cousin a Rey Mysterio mask too, because he was also a fan of Rey Mysterio. And of course I was a fan I'm still a fan of him to this day. So, yeah, and, I'm, and I was just very, and it was just very an honor and a blessing to see him finally take his stand this year at the Hall of Fame because I felt like it was very well deserved. You think about it, this guy has been wrestling since 1989. You know, at 14, he's been wrestling. And then 30 years later, you're still doing what you love to do and you happy and you're very loved with what you're doing, too
1: yeah you know i I think that's pretty big and um right. one thing that I like to see is um you know the, the wrestlers that really you know put on a good show you know they entertain us and not only that but we also got to remember too these guys are actually beating their bodies up
2: mm-hmm, when they're in their
1: see it's one thing to understand wrestling mm-hmm. but know that even though it's scripted which we all now know today mm-hmm. it's scripted, But them falls on their backs and the maneuvers are actually real. So they actually beating their bodies up physically just to entertain us.
0: That's so true.
1: So, you know, my hat's off to them. I mean, them guys are doing a a pretty good job, you know, of course, to entertain us. Mm -hmm. You know, so anytime you go through that for so many years and you've given your all, Mm -hmm. I think by rights, you should be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. So it's like, I want to see, you know, guys get they, they justice duty and don't wait until they're no longer here. I agree. You know, I I, I think a lot of people need to go in the hall of fame even quicker, Mm -hmm. you know, um, myself, I I think, um, I don't, I could be wrong. But I, I'm i not for sure if The Rock is in the
0: Hall of Fame right no, now. No, he's not.
1: But I look at The Rock. We all know what The Rock meant to wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, to this day, I'm a huge Dwayne Johnson fan. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a fan of his as a person, because when you talk about giving back, and I've seen videos of what this man has done for other people, and especially the kids and his Mm -hmm. fan base and people that actually look up to him, you know, so I look at it, you know, the rock, you know, he Mm -hmm. should be in the hall of fame right now.
0: I agree.
1: You know, he should be in there now. I'm hoping to see John Cena in there, you know, at some point, you know, I'm I'm sure he, he, he should be there, you know, so Mm -hmm. that, that would be good to see some of these um, wrestlers get their, um, they do.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree because it is sad when you watch the Hall of Fame abduction and they abduct people that's no longer here. It is sad. Like, I felt like it was a disappointment that Vader made it into the Hall of Fame last Mm -hmm. year or maybe two years ago, but it's like he wasn't there to get the award. It took his son and wife to be up there to get the award, and Vader was just with us not too long ago. Yeah, you So that was a disappointment now to see that.
1: Yeah, and, and that's that's something that I'm hoping
0: that you know
1: Vince McMahon and Triple H will change. I think um you want to get some of these guys get let let them be recognized while they're here. I, agree. I don't want let's let's stop recognizing people when they're gone. I mean give them their flowers while they're still here. I agree. You know because they they deserve that, you know. Mhm.
0: Yep, And then it was also sad about Tim White, too. You know, he was one of the referees that made it into this year's Hall of Fame. So it okay. was sad that, you know, he wasn't physically here to receive his award, but I'm sure he was there spiritually. So I yeah. feel like he probably should have been in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Now, I understand where Andy Kaufman, he had passed away at such an early age. So I understand that. But I do mm-hmm. agree. You know, you want to acknowledge them sooner than later. Because, I mean, it, tomorrow is never guaranteed to nobody. So like you right. said it, you give give me my flowers while I'm still here. That's
1: right. And yeah. I, I believe in that 100%. You know, give it to them while they're still here.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I
1: think one, one of the biggest things, that again, that kind of stood out to me, because back You know, in a day when I was wrestling, I'm sorry, when I was watching wrestling Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, they had the women's wrestling. Yep. But it wasn't as big as it is today. I agree. So I think, you know, Vince McMahon, he did something huge by bringing in more women. And now the women are getting their recognition now because you have a lot of great female wrestlers out there. I never thought I would even see the day that I have So many, you know, you see some of these females that's wrestling today, and I'm looking like, wow, they are really good. They really putting on a show. Mm -hmm. You know, one that actually stood out to me, and I think you know Ashley, was Trish Stratus. I mean, she was probably one of my favorite female wrestlers. Mm
2: -hmm. You know,
1: I mean, the way she entertained and some of the maneuvers that she was doing in the ring, I was like, wow, I didn't even think a female could even flip and do those type of maneuvers but she was doing some big things and now you look at where it is today you know you got Charlotte Flair you know the daughter of legendary Ric Flair Mm -hmm. you know and now you know Bianca Belair I mean it's like wow she has really taken off with women's wrestling she she and she's actually a good champion Mm-hmm, of course, and I, I think she's probably going to be champion for a very long time because I don't see nobody beating her. I mean, her skills and what she do in that ring, it's amazing.
0: I agree. I agree. And I was so happy to see her retain her title against Oscar this past Mania because yeah. that was one match I would never forget because, number one, I didn't take my ass off that match and mm-hmm. then it's like you really didn't know who was going to win. You didn't know if Bianca was going to retain at one point. You didn't even nope. know if Oscar was going to win at one point. So to see her put on that show and to retain that title the way she did, that's that will forever be a WrestleMania moment for me to see. You know, because like I said, growing up as a kid, I really didn't see women main, uh, wrestle at, at WrestleMania mm-hmm. or or even main event at WrestleMania. She's done that, and then for her to uh, you know, retain a title like she did at this year's Mania, it, I was speechless, and I was very proud of her too. And that is and that was one of my favorite matches at WrestleMania too.
1: Yeah, you I, I think it's good too when you see um, female wrestlers today. You know, they are yeah coming in and they're wrestling but what's really amazing to me is most of the 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 female wrestlers today you know like I look at Charlotte Flair
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know her father actually motivated her and made her want to wrestle so it's Mm -hmm. like she's trying to just continue this legacy Mm -hmm. you know which I thought was pretty special because she actually said it in the ring. She said, you know, I want to pay homage to my father, Ric Flair, and I want to continue that legacy. Yeah, I thought that was huge because if you notice, a lot of the legends, they had kids that actually watched them wrestle, you know, when they were, you know, big names back in the day Mm -hmm. when they were kids. So I'm not surprised to see some of these legendary wrestlers' kids wrestling today. Oh yeah! I'm not surprised to see that. Like Rey Mysterio's son, mm-hmm. he's wrestling. Uh, the Rock has a daughter that's wrestling. Now. Mm-hmm. You know, so you are starting to see a lot of that, which I, I think is really good for wrestling because yep. I think it's going to you know bring out even more. I agree to actually want to watch it.
0: I agree. Like with the Usos and Solo Sokoa, they are the uh, sons of Rikishi, the Hall of Famer Rikishi. And of course, Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns, his father is Sika from the Wild Samoans, Alpha and Sika.
1: Yeah, you know, and I'm going to tell you, I remember watching Sika wrestle. Mm -hmm. I remember watching the um, Samoan wrestle. Yeah. The Uso's father it was who you was referring to, right?
0: Uh the Uso's father, that's Rikishi. So
1: Rikishi. Uh, well, yeah. I, I, I used to see Rikishi wrestle.
0: Mm-hmm. I've
1: actually watched Rikishi wrestle, and Rikishi was a pretty good wrestler. hmm He was big, but um he, he could wrestle.
0: Yeah, he could. Yeah, I yeah, I remember Rikishi. Yeah. I remember the uh well in my era, I remember him always teaming up with Scotty to Uh, I think they was too cool, and I think you had Grandmaster uh, Sexy, too, if I said his Mm -hmm. name right. And then when he used to do that dance at the end of the match, that was was Mm -hmm. so entertaining.
1: I remember all of that. When I was a kid coming up, I watched Mm -hmm. their father wrestle. Yep. I'll never forget it because, see, back then, like I said, you had a group of bad guys and you had a group of the good guys, and, of course, Hulk Hogan was the good guy. So I Mm -hmm. watched these guys wrestle – when I was eight years old. Yeah. You know, and that, and that was pretty big back then. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy super flat Yeah. I his... remember him wrestling.
0: Yep. And his daughter is currently a wrestler too, by the name of Tamina.
1: Yeah. You uh-huh. know, so it's, it's a proven fact that, you know, these kids actually got bit by the bug. And now you see that they're actually wrestling now and they've become wrestling entertainment. Mm-hmm. And, yep, you know, so. I, I think it, it's good for wrestling. Then too, I also think it's good when you see some of the legendary wrestlers come back mm-hmm. to this day and yeah. wrestle. You know, like I, I thought it was big for Trish Stratus oh, to come yeah. back. You know, and you know, do something and wrestle or whatever. So I, I think it's big. I think it's good when you can mix some of the old in with the new. That helps wrestling. Yeah, because, because they're wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, cause a lot of people like myself that's into the old school wrestlers,
0: mm-hmm. that's good. Yep, yeah, yeah, it is too. And I and I think that was a smart idea to bring the legends back too. Yeah, yeah cause you know you got Lita that's back, and then mm-hmm. um, you know of course Trish is back. So it's like they're back and they're like uh, mentoring the um the uh, the young talent. That's what I like.
1: Yeah, and And that's basically what they're doing. I mean this year in WrestleMania, when you saw John Cena come back and wrestle, mm-hmm. you know i th- I thought that was huge, you know, John Cena is a legend, yeah, he is you know, and, and you know he really don't wrestle as much as he used to, but just to have him involved in some type of wrestlemania event, mm-hmm. I think it's big, you know yeah, it was they they'll do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Line was was pretty big.
0: Yep, I agree. Cause I I would have to say my favorite John Cena match was when he came here to Chicago for WrestleMania 22. He wrestled okay. John Cena. I'm, I'm excuse me. He wrestled Triple H that year and retained his title yeah. at Mania.
1: I would never forget that match. I actually thought he was going to lose, and mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you that was one of the most entertaining matches I've ever seen. And yeah, I've seen quite a few matches, but that was one for the memories. That that was that was one of the greatest matches ever.
0: Yep, and then for him to go on ahead and wrestle the legendary HBK Shawn Michaels, um, the yeah. next year at WrestleMania, the yeah. headline, I believe.
2: Yeah,
1: that was a good match too. You know, I think one of the matches that I will forever remember, and I would probably have to say. This might be one of the most WrestleMania matches since, you know, I saw Hulk Hogan for the very first time in WrestleMania.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that was watching The Rock and John Cena. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. Historic. That
1: was huge. Historic. You know, I mean, wow. That, that was, I mean, the ratings for WrestleMania just for that match was huge. And then to turn around and do it again the following year,
2: mm-hmm. you know, The
1: Rock won the first match, but then John Cena got his title back a year later. Sure did. Yeah, that because it's
0: like, we would have never thought in a million years we would see that. No. No, so that's what made that match so entertaining and special. And it was so good. They had to do a documentary about uh, that leading up to that match, which was very good. And it is on a Peacock app as well yeah, but yeah then, I gotta you know, say this... that will be one of my favorite The Rock matches and John Cena matches because they put on the show and then The Rock yeah. ain't missed the beat too the way he wrestled yeah. Cena both them years you would have thought he have, he's always been a current wrestler but really we know that he was acting at this point too and then for him yeah. to make a comeback both years the way that he did he did his part
1: yeah you know it's, it's like riding a bike you know this guy anytime they come back and
0: they are mm-hmm. part
1: of WrestleMania or any type of wrestling event, they put on the show. You know, like another wrestler that stands out to me will always be The Undertaker. This guy oh. had a WrestleMania record for being yes. undefeated for years. Mm-hmm. I I forgot the number, but just to know that he was undefeated in
0: WrestleMania for all of them years. Yep. That it, was good Yep, and wrestled all them legends. So yes. Yeah. So you yeah, know, so he we, will we, have, a, we, and nobody would never duplicate that uh, record either.
1: No, you know, I, I think if anybody could probably duplicate that record, I would probably think. Well, it could be Roman Reigns. You know, I don't know, but um, but you're talking about some years because Roman Reigns. I don't know how many WrestleManias he's actually been in thus mm-hmm. far. Yeah, but I do know, um The Undertaker, how many matches? Was he like 33 or 34 WrestleManias? Oh, it was a lot. I want it was it lost? was
0: it was definitely over 20 WrestleManias that he's been involved yeah. in cuz he started that streak back in the 90s. So that tells you yeah, how long so that's he, been. Yeah, so.
1: He was undefeated for some years. So mm-hmm. I think if anybody's able to do that, I would probably say Roman Reigns. He could yep. he can possibly do it. But I tell you what I was really excited about was that, um, you know, Triple H made their big announcement now that even after the draft, because they did the draft this past Monday,
2: mm-hmm. which is
1: always entertaining where you see where either you're going to go to Raw or you're going to be traded to SmackDown or whatever, which I right. always think is it's entertaining because to me, it's almost like football and basketball players get traded so why not do it in wrestling? Exactly. I, think it's, I think it's great for wrestling.
0: Mm-hmm, I agree. You know, so
1: um, I believe that um, Roman Reigns, as Triple H would say, wherever Roman Reigns went, he was going to take both of them titles with him. Mm-hmm. So I think the best thing that they could have done was came out with the world championship title because if you look at it you haven't really had a world championship title in years you haven't really had a world champion mm-hmm. so Triple H was like you know what we're going to crown a new world champion so and then the belt that they showed was amazing
0: oh yeah the universal title yeah yeah it's really nice i agree
1: but but you know they
0: they're actually getting ready to
1: have a tournament for the world title did you see the new world title that Triple H just came out with So Triple H, basically, when Roman Reigns get traded, wherever he goes, Roman Reigns is going to have to take both of them titles with him. So Triple H then came out with a new championship belt now. Now it's called the World Championship.
0: So it's basically unifying those belts together. No,
1: it's not even unifying it no more. This is a separate title, yes.
0: Oh, wow. Now
1: you're going to be the world heavyweight champion. See, back in the day, Ric Flair held that title. Oh, yeah. Ric Flair was the world heavyweight champion. But now that they, you know, unified belts or whatever, Roman Reigns have both of them titles now. Okay. So Triple H made the big announcement two weeks ago. Well, Roman Reigns has earned the right to take both of those titles with him. So what I decided to do, I'm going to come out with a new champion. And it's going to be called the World Heavyweight Champion.
2: Mm. And they
1: got a brand new belt. I mean, you probably missed that episode, but it was two weeks ago. You could probably catch it on Peacock or wherever you can kind of get the um the rerun or the replay or whatever. And oh, you will yeah. see they have a brand new World Heavyweight Championship belt. Actually, I think it's going to be coming up in an event where they're going to kind of have a tournament to see who's going to be the World Heavyweight Champion.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Because I know Backlash yeah. is coming up this Saturday, so I, I don't know if they're going to crown it the I don't, I don't. I
1: want to say he said "Knight of the Champions, something, something okay. he said. Okay,
0: okay. Yeah, I forget nice it. Mom. It was
1: one of them. Yeah, next month I think he's going to do it. Okay. So that means that Triple H, I'm sorry, that means that Roman Reigns belts, those are just going to be his. He's just going to be the, the unified champion with both of them titles. But now you're yeah. going to have a brand new champion, and he's going to be considered the world heavyweight champion. And it's a brand new belt that they designed for whoever wins that title.
0: And you and know that, that, that belt uh, was
1: something special to see.
0: Wow, that's good, and you know that just goes to show you that can't nobody beat Roman right now. For you to come out with a new title, yep, that's yep. telling you right that's... there. And can't nobody beat Roman right now, so that's just yeah. that, that's just making room for somebody else.
1: Yeah, and, and I, and and I it think, was smart, you know. Yeah, I think for Triple H to come up with that, you know, to to do something big like that, it does says a lot about Roman Reigns because. I don't see nobody beating Roman no time soon. I honestly uh-uh. think he's probably going to stay the unified champion for quite some time. You know, he's yeah. going to have both of them belts, but the world heavyweight champion, you know, I started thinking to myself, who could I picture being the heavyweight champion? I'm going to tell you this and I could be wrong. Uh-huh. But I got a, a I got a funny feeling that the world heavyweight champion is probably going to be Cody Rhodes.
0: I said that. So I was thinking that. I, it's going to be him.
1: I think Cody Rhodes will end up winning that new title, and he's going to be the brand-new world heavyweight champion.
0: And which is well-deserving, because if you think yeah. about it, he got robbed out of WrestleMania, so why not, you know, why, why not him become the new world heavyweight champion? And, I, and yeah. I think he will win, and then he's the winner of this year's Men's Royal Rumble.
1: Right, so I'm I'm looking at it like, okay, you know what? It would be perfect. I think, because mm-hmm. to be honest with you, we all saw the match. Cody definitely beat Roman Reigns. He did, yeah. In WrestleMania. I think had they not cheated him, he definitely would have won that title. Mm-hmm. So I, I honestly see him becoming the world heavyweight champion. I think he would probably be the, the next person in line to be champion.
0: Yeah, and he deserved it.
1: Yeah, because other than Roman Reigns, I really don't see anybody else that I think could actually get that title. Right. You know, and even though we both know because Triple H announced that it's going to be a tournament, uh, you're going to have to have a whole bunch of wrestlers out there that's going to be wrestling trying to get that title. Mm-hmm. So that should be very interesting to see.
0: Oh, yeah, it will be. It will be. So, yeah, that's definitely going to be worth watching. Yeah. Because yeah, now, like yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, man. so I'm. I'm just. I'm just excited about, you know, where wrestling has gone. You know, as I share my story today about, you know, wrestling when I first started. You know, looking at it at the age of eight,
2: uh-huh. where it
1: started and where it's at now. I, I think it's it's in good hands with some of the newer wrestlers today. I think I they are really keeping it together, and um, I'm I'm happy for. Vince McMahon. I'm happy for Triple H, and I can honestly say them guys are doing a great job.
0: Yes, they are. Yep, I agree. And it looked like they had did a business deal with UFC, which was which made a lot of sense too.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, UFC. So it's like they trying to bring everybody together because I think what you're probably going to start seeing is some of these UFC fighters. Mm-hmm. They probably gonna end up in the wrestling ring at some point.
0: Oh, and I think it.
1: that's probably why they merging them together because now you're gonna get more
0: entertainment. That's so true. Equals more money. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and then I think it's, it's good when you just bring everybody together. Like, I, I think it's big when you can add some other, you know, celebrities to wrestling and all of that like me personally I loved every minute of seeing Snoop Dogg being a part of Wrestlemania
2: oh yeah I
1: thought I thought that was pretty big you know to Uh have him involved in Wrestlemania um now you got bad bunny that's getting ready to go against this guy in backlash so that should mm-hmm. be a pretty good um match.
0: Oh yeah, it will be. And Bad Bunny is a cool guy. I don't know if you've seen his WrestleMania match about three years ago, but he put no. on a show. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So this dude can actually wrestle because from what I saw, I was impressed. And then it was talked about. Uh, I think ESPN talked about it as well. So anytime mm-hmm. you know ESPN tracked the story, you know it's great.
1: Yeah, you know I um. I was shocked because I'd never really heard about Bad Bunny. I didn't uh-huh. even know who he was. Oh, yeah. But I, I think they, I think he was, is he a singer or a rapper or something? He,
0: yeah, I think he do both. But I think mostly okay. he's a rapper. He a Puerto Rican okay, rapper. Okay, yeah. Yeah,
1: and um, so when I saw the way that guy was pulled into that ring and you know, I, I keep forgetting the guy's name, the bad guy that beat him up.
0: Oh, Damian Priest from Judgment. Yes, basically.
1: Damian Priest, yeah. Uh huh. So as you can see, I'm still trying to get better with some of these new wrestlers. Yeah. Damian Priest, he beat that boy some awful. hmm So now I already the know table. It. Oh wow. <laughs> they they stay that's gonna
0: be a good match to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because he been yeah, like you said, he been beating him some awful, slams him through the table, had him go to the hospital, all that.
1: Yeah, so you know, I I looked at it, I think it's good um the way, you know, some of these matches are put together because Mm -hmm. it's entertainment. Yeah. It's entertainment. Like me, I would have to say if everybody out there has a dream match that they would love to see.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: my dream match right now today as we speak would be The Rock versus Roman Reigns.
0: Oh, of course.
2: I'm
1: I'm really hoping that Triple H put this match together, that he can somehow find a way to get The Rock back involved in wrestling because I think the fans would love to see this. I think it would be big for WrestleMania.
2: Mm-hmm. And I th-
1: I think it'd just be big for wrestling because you think Roman Reigns has been undefeated for so many yeah years hundred, <laughs> is it a thousand days no I want to say uh, it was about about that amount nine hundred and something days mm-hmm. yeah yeah so nobody's beat him so mm-hmm. I'm like you know it would be great to see them put The Rock and Roman Reigns together. That would be my WrestleMania dream match.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree. And you know, it's, And it's funny that you say that because uh, after the Royal Rumble, you know, they had a press conference. So uh, yeah. Triple H was questioned by one of the um, by one of the people backstage asking, is they going to get the rock to come back to wrestling to wrestle Roman Reigns for the title? And then Triple H response was basically like he's incredibly busy. But see, he might just be saying that because he don't want to spoil anything. So you just never exactly. know. It could be in the works.
1: And you know what? I honestly believe it is in the works. It's just a matter of time because if you listen to Triple H's press conference, which for the very first time, I'm, I'm here to tell you,
2: mm-hmm. in all
1: of my years of watching wrestling, I've never ever listened to a press conference after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But I did that this year. Yeah, And when I heard Triple H talking about some of the matches that he was putting together, I can tell this man is is really, really into what he's doing. And he's really trying to give the fans the best they can possibly see in that Mm range. So he loves the entertainment and he loves for the fans to be entertained because he don't want the fans to see boring matches. Uh You know, he wants the fans to see Big matches.
2: And yep, I think I that's agree. big,
1: you know. So just listening to him talking, I honestly believe this man is willing to do whatever means necessary to make big matches happen. Even some of the dream matches. Like, you know, he was asked about the Rock Wrestling Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. I actually believe at some point it's going to happen. It's oh, going to yeah. be, it's, it's, a, it's about the timing of it. And if I know Triple H, he's definitely not going to spoil it. That we do know. It's going to be a surprise. And it's going to come when we least expect it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, you just never know, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I and mean, then you never know. It could happen at this year's SummerSlam because SummerSlam comes second place to WrestleMania. So WrestleMania is like the um the uh winter or spring Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. SummerSlam right. is like the summer Super Bowl of of wrestling. Well, so it tell could you happen this. at a, at a SummerSlam, and I was saying I'ma- it on one of my episodes that SummerSlam hasn't had a really great main event in years.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, wow, I don't even really remember the last SummerSlam. Yeah, that I've actually watched. So you're right. It, it's been some years, but I think if you're gonna have The Rock and Roman Reigns face off,
2: mm-hmm. it's
1: gotta be on the biggest mm-hmm. ticket ever, and that's WrestleMania. I agree. I agree. It, it has. It has. It can't be nothing other than WrestleMania because that's going to be huge. And mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you, for a match like that, you automatically know it's going to sell out.
0: Just mm-hmm. that
1: one match being on a ticket. Yeah. It's gonna no matter where they put WrestleMania when that match does happen, you best to believe it's gonna sell out. Oh, it is. it's gonna be and it's gonna be record breaking numbers. Yeah. As we know, WrestleMania has always been record breaking numbers. But I agree. That match there, that's gonna be they're gonna have to put it outside somewhere in the biggest arena ever because they gonna make money off that match they are yeah,
0: and you yeah and that's gonna be bigger than the match he had against John Cena so I guess
1: it will yeah because now you are talking about you facing off against a guy that's been undefeated
0: for mm-hmm. quite some time
1: and they do have some type of a bloodline there together from my understanding that's correct you know through family so I think that would be just as big as you know the Usos and Roman Reigns because that bloodline goes pretty far, and mm-hmm. I want to say I think The Rock is a part of that bloodline.
0: He is, he is, because Peter Maya Villa was his grandfather, okay. and of course Alpha and Sika is uh, Roman uh, related to Roman Reigns, so it is some sort of uh, connection because Roman yes. is a part of the Anawahi family.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, the Rock's dead, Rocky Johnson, you know, I used to watch Rocky Johnson in the WWF.
0: Uh Uh-huh,
2: yep.
1: Man, this dude was, you talking about somebody that could wrestle,
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: I mean the physique, now I can kind of see why the Rock has the physique he has today, because he's just like his dad, his dad was... You basically seen what you're seeing with Dwayne Johnson today mm-hmm. and the physique that he works hard to keep up. That's the same physique his daddy
0: had when I was eight years old. Yep. Big. Him and Tony Atlas, though, because they yeah. were both. Yep. Yeah.
1: Tony Atlas. You're absolutely right. I almost forgot about Tony Atlas, but mm-hmm. it, he was definitely good back in the day.
0: Oh yeah. You now, know, I even, re-
1: uh-huh. I I I'm sorry, I even think of uh, Ron Simmons.
0: Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Big,
1: big Ron Simmons was something <laughs> special
0: too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a funny guy. Yeah, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then the first black um uh, uh world heavyweight champion, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, Ron Simmons, yeah. You know the, the first time I saw Ron Russell. He was with this guy called the Warlord. Okay. And this, actually, Ron Simmons came on wrestling in the NWA. Okay. That was the first time I actually saw Ron Simmons mm-hmm. was in the NWA. And he, he teamed up with like the Warlord. And he, these guys were massive. Mm-hmm. We all know Ron Simmons was a massive guy. And this guy, the Warlord, he was
2: massive.
0: Yeah. And
1: I never forget when they took on the Royal Warriors, that was one for the ages.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And
1: not only that, I think it's great too when you see, you know, Black wrestlers, you know, really get that recognition because, mm-hmm. you know, back then you wasn't really seeing a lot of that. No. You know, like I, I can recall back in the WWF era, you had, you had some black wrestlers in there, mm-hmm. but they wasn't really getting the recognition. Like one will always stand out to me was the Junkyard Dog. Oh, now man. these wrestlers that I'm naming now, you wasn't even born. But the, the Junkyard Dog, he was like probably one of. He was in that class with Rocky Johnson and all of them. Oh yeah, I mean Ron, Ron Simmons and
0: mm-hmm. them,
1: I mean he he was a black wrestler. Actually, he was the first black wrestler I saw. Oh, okay. the junkyard dog? Okay. The junkyard dog was the first black wrestler I ever saw.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then I want to say after that, I I think I saw um, wow, I see his face, but I
0: just can't.
1: Oh wow. Um,
0: uh, you talk about Ernie Ladd? I remember him, but um. Kamala, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, this. yeah. Yep.
1: Uh-huh. But Kamala, you know Kamala back in the day, you know he was um, you know one of the black wrestlers too. So I mean, back in that time, a lot of them wasn't really getting the recognition that they started getting, you know, down the road, and and then where we at today, you know, because yep, back agree. then it was considered mostly, you know, white wrestling. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see that that they, they didn't came together with that now. So it's like both of them are coming together and they both getting
0: the same recognition. Exactly. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. It is. And then it's good to know that they are uh, Hall of Famers. I do know the Junkyard Dog is a Hall yeah. of Famer. I believe Ernie yep. Ladd is. And of course, yeah. Rocky Johnson. We've seen The Rock Duck him into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And Ron Simmons, Tony Atlas, yeah. and Kamala. I believe Kamala is a Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah. And you know, I actually like you know seeing today, um, you know, like guys like um, Bobby Ashley. You know, these guys um, they standing out too. And mm-hmm. That's good.
0: And they got that's this good. new guy. Well, he was on NXT, and now he's on the main roster. Omos, that's over seven feet.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's good. You know, so wrestling has come a long way. You know, I I love wrestling, and I will forever love wrestling. I would. Forever be a wrestling fan, and um, you know I, I think I just had to kind of readjust myself and just mm-hmm. understand that the old timers can't continue to wrestle. You know I I felt so bad when Ric Flair finally retired.
0: Oh yeah, I, I just felt match. like
1: you know yeah I felt like he could just wrestle some more. But you gotta understand them guys have beat their bodies down for years to entertain us. So you know you gotta bring in the new.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, I heard that Ric Flair did make a comeback um, just for one match. Was that last year? Yeah, I, I
1: saw that he did. He uh-huh. did, and um, he, he didn't really do too bad. You know, mm-hmm. I think that they put him in a good position where they didn't have to worry about him getting hurt.
2: Okay. So he was
1: able to take some of the pressure, but you can tell that, you know, he just wasn't the same because he's older now. Mm-hmm. You know, Hulk Hogan is one, he can barely even walk. I want to say the last time I saw him, he can barely even walk. But it's like, that's when I said you have to give them guys the utmost respect to at least try to come and still entertain us Mm -hmm. after they've entertained us all these years. Yeah, Because it just goes to show you the passion that not only they have for, you know, being wrestlers, but they also
0: have passion for the fans too. They want to give the fans some excitement. So yeah. that's good. Oh, uh, I agree. I agree. It is good to see them legends come back. Yeah. Yeah. So I was gonna I... ask, huh? Okay. Yeah, so tell me about Starcade 1987.
2: Yes,
1: Starcade 87. I would never ever forget that. Uh-huh. And I think I think one of the reasons why I never forget it because I was a part of Starcade '87, and then I actually got the, um, the the it was like a VHS tape back, and I actually got the video. Oh yeah! Of it. And they came here to Chicago, Illinois. I will never ever forget it. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the best matches ever was Lex Luger against Dusty Rhodes. Oh wow! I will never, ever forget that it was inside of a steel cage. Um, The performance that Dusty Rhodes and Lex Luger put on, it was unbelievable. I can honestly say them guys really beat their bodies up to entertain us that night because it was definitely one for the ages. Mm. You know, on that night also, Ric Flair regained his World Heavyweight Championship title back from the hands of Stone, Ronnie Garvin. Mm-hmm. You know, Ronnie Garvin had took his title and um, they had that rematch in Starcade. It, it was huge.
0: Wow. I
1: mean, I, I've never seen a wrestler take a beating the way he took that beating, mm-hmm. but he found some way to still come back and regain that title. That's something I'll never forget. That was huge. Wow. Yeah. The, the Road is against... Tully Blanchard and Aaron Anderson of the Horsemen. Mm-hmm. And the Road Warriors beat them so bad that night. <laughs> but, the ref, but the referee cheated and disqualified them for something. For I, I want to say, if I remember correctly, Aaron Anderson had ran up on Animal and Animal ducked. Mm -hmm. and iron went over the top rope if you remember wrestling back in the day you couldn't throw a wrestler over the top rope if you did that you automatically were disqualified never knew that so i i saw the Royce lose that match Mm -hmm. i'm like wow you got to be kidding me so sure enough you know they they lost that match so you know those were some big, you know, um, names that night. And then I also saw um Nikita Koloff. He was the world television champion. See, back in this time, you had all type of different belts. Mm-hmm. So you had a television champion, and he went against Terry Taylor. Uh-huh. You, would, you would have to be an old school legend to know a legend Viewer of wrestling. Let me let me just say it that way. You got to be a, a legend viewer of wrestling to know Terry Taylor and some of these guys I'm bringing up right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That
1: match um, with him and Nikita. That that was huge.
0: Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, I'm
1: sure um, it was. Nikita Kol- Nikita Koloff won that belt. He gave him the Russian sickle. The uh-huh. Russian sickle was his of move he would give you this monstrous clothesline mm-hmm. that would knock you into tomorrow. Nikita Kolov was big. Oh, wow. And then I watched, um, Sting was a part of a six-man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that night. And um, they actually won. And Sting was always actually a good wrestler. You oh, know? yeah. I mean, he, he really was a good entertainer. You know, yeah. he really, you know, put himself out there big time. I thought Sting was probably just as big as Lex Luger back oh, in yeah. the day. Yeah, because when then, I think
0: of the, uh-huh. mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, because when I think of Sting, I think of I think of WCW. See, when I was uh, yeah. yep, when I was coming up, I just remember Sting from WCW because when I played that game. WCW Mayhem. I will always shoot Sting. He always stood out to me.
1: Yeah, you know Sting. You know he. You go away, You going way back when you talk about Sting. You know, and I, he's definitely was one that would would, would give his all. You know, mm-hmm. I mean Sting actually. What 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 was it? TNA wrestling. I mean, didn't he go to some other
0: federation know. with
1: Hulk Hogan toward the end? You no. Know, you know, this is probably towards the end of his career, but um, still, you know, Sting was very entertaining to uh-huh. watch. Yeah, yeah.
0: And him and you know, uh, so the start... Ultimate Warrior used to uh, work together.
1: Yes, yes. How can we forget the Ultimate Warrior? Mm-hmm. You know, the Ultimate Warrior was something special. When I look at the Ultimate Warrior's physique, mm-hmm. he was just—he was the total package. He was like Lex Luger. Yeah, I think him and Lex probably had the best bodies in wrestling
2: mm-hmm. I don't
1: think there was ever nobody built like them guys and when I say built I mean they they were huge they were cut up I mean well defined so you know these guys stayed in the gym and they was working out hard just to entertain us
0: mm-hmm. yeah they was you know yeah I mean,
1: so they they um they was really doing and of course You know, you you had some wrestlers that may have, you know, passed away, you know, due to using some of the performance type of drugs, I want to say.
0: Oh, yeah, with the steroids, yeah.
1: Yeah, with the steroids and things of that nature. um, It was really big to me when Lex Luger came out and talked about that he was using steroids because he really wanted to have the best physique he could have in wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. which was was something like I didn't know that Lex um played with the Green Bay Packers, but I think he got cut.
0: Oh, okay, never knew.
1: And, and when he got cut, he decided that he wanted to be a wrestler, so he just started lifting weights, you know, because mm-hmm. his real name was Larry Foles. Okay, you know, and his wrestling name was Lex Luger. Uh I was such a fan of his. I researched everything about him. You know, he's from Chicago. And, um, you know, he was just really, you know, he was a big wrestler.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. You know, and um, I think now he's dealing with some things. I want to say he's in a wheelchair to this day, something with his spine. But, um, you know, Lex would tell you, you you know, what the wrestlers would go through. Just to entertain us, and what they put their bodies through, it's unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, I could believe it too. That's why they tell people not to try that at home.
1: I actually remember when they criticized Vince McMahon for steroid use in wrestling. I never forget it. Actually, mm-hmm. made the news because oh, a lot of these wrestlers they were like big and strong and just really built. But Mm -hmm. then they noticed some of them were starting to pass away of complications or whatever. Mm
2: -hmm. So I
1: I think it came down to the fact to where some of these wrestlers were using steroids. Mm -hmm. It was causing all type of rage. It was causing some of these wrestlers to be suicidal. Mm
2: -hmm. You know, I
1: mean, it was was doing all type of things. So Vince knew he had to clean up wrestling. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point, that's when he decided to make it WWE, World oh, yeah. Wrestling Entertainment. Mm-hmm. That's when it became more entertaining because he knew guys were using all of these enhancements just to grow their bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, but once it, you know, gained that national attention, he knew he had to cut back on it and make sure that none of these
0: wrestlers was using it. Oh yeah, yeah, because they because they had to fire some wrestlers that was using them, like Scott Steiner, for instance. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, Scotty, you know he. Yeah, it's funny you bring him up, but you
1: know mm-hmm. Scott Steiner was. I, I used to love them guys and his brother Rick Steiner. Yeah, they they were the, they were in the NWA. And they were a tag team together. They both were, you know, blood brothers. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, you know, Scott Steiner, I mean, I've seen some arms, but I've never seen arms like that in my life.
0: Nah, me mean. This either.
1: guy had arms as a man you can only pray for. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I just didn't think that was really normal for somebody's arms to be that big. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just getting away from you know his physique. I mean, again, he was another guy that was very entertaining in the ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't really nothing he couldn't do. I mean, this guy was a powerhouse. Yeah, his brother, his brother Scott Steiner. I mean, I'm sorry, his brother Rick Steiner was a powerhouse too. Mm-hmm. His brother Rick Steiner actually wrestled for the University of Michigan.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So he, he really wrestled in college. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, once him and his brother formed their own tag team and they came to NWA, it was big. Mm-hmm. Them guys
0: were really big for some years. Oh, yeah. 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 And then I'm glad that, that they're now in the Hall of Fame. I think they made it last yeah. year or two years ago.
1: Yeah. You know, it is so funny how the wrestlers would go under one name for so ye so many years and then all of a sudden they would change their names to something different like oh yeah I watched Cody Rhodes become was he gold dust at some point. Uh he was Stardust. He was Stardust, okay Stardust. <laughs> um Scott Steiner was considered the booty daddy. Oh you wow. know at some point he called himself the booty daddy. I mean it, it was but, you know, that, that was Vince McMahon again. You know, he was a genius. Yeah. I mean, he felt like if he can still keep the same wrestlers, but give them different names and, and just kind of change their characters a little bit, wrestling will continue to grow. Oh, and yeah, you will I still have that, that fan base. And that's what Vince did. Mm-hmm. Vince was very
0: big at what he was doing. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Yeah, he is. Very smart. Definitely a genius. Yeah. Yeah, but see, I remember Sky Steiner was Big Papa Pump, too. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, exactly.
1: Big Papa Pump. Yeah, so he he changed his name a few times and then he started wearing this little gold net right around his head or something. Yeah, beads. yeah. Yeah, beads or whatever. So, yeah, you know, so it just goes to show you that. Vince McMahon back then they were willing to do whatever means necessary to keep wrestling fans locked in mm-hmm. you know we want to continue to make sure that we have a strong fan base and um, they did just that and like
0: I say you know Triple H is doing a great job yes he is I agree so I definitely commend him on everything he's doing Yeah, I actually watched um,
1: a documentary with Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. Um, He talked about, you know, his life. But what really kind of threw me with him was that there was a segment where he was trying to train a new wrestler. It was this guy, some young guy. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be a wrestler. So Ric Flair invited him over to a place where they actually had a, a real wrestling ring and, you know, they would wrestle. So uh-huh. Rick was teaching him how to wrestle. But what he didn't know and what I didn't know is that the wrestlers had to practice how to fall because that mm-hmm. ring, Matt, was really, really hard. Mm-hmm. It was hard. So anytime they get got body slammed then you might see these, Facial expressions of pain, oh that was real because they say that mat wasn't no joke, no Rick Flair was actually teaching him you gotta fall like this, uh, you gotta fall like this, make sure you put your back in it. Rick Flair hit that mat probably ten hard times just to show that boy Mhm. I was like,
2: Wow, wow, well,
0: yeah, because that's the real deal though, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, and you have to learn how to fall properly so you don't injure yourself yeah exactly
1: that's what he was teaching him he was teaching them how to fall you know it's like all type of maneuvers like with Rey Mysterio or all of them flips these guys practice that so that they can make sure that when they in that ring they don't seriously hurt themselves mm-hmm. I agree you know yeah, of cause... course you know wrestling has had some Some sad moments. Um, I want to say Bret Hart's Owen Hart. You know, I would never forget. He actually died in the match. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and um, that that's how you know they have to make sure that they' on top of their game with these maneuvers because you know one bad
0: mistake it can cost you your life. That's true. And then the sad part is Owen was making the entrance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yes. yeah, that was real sad, and they had did a documentary about that. I don't know mm-hmm. if you heard about this series that come on YouTube. It's called "The Dark Side of, of the Ring."
1: I haven't seen it, but I I think I did hear of it. Yeah. yeah. So I would
0: check it out. They do have an episode about him, mm-hmm. and then they do talk about what his wife had went through. You know, for that with that situation, because they had two yeah. kids together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, you know, so that that was kind of sad to see. And, you know, I, I think um, wrestling, I, mean, I think they learned from that, you know, and I, I don't think Triple H want any more accidents like that. So, you know, I think that's why they really work on their craft to entertain us and make sure that it's just strictly entertaining and they're not really hurting themselves to the point where it's gonna take their lives.
0: Exactly. I agree. Cause safety yeah. is first.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then what and then, and then and then what are some other things you miss about old school wrestling?
1: Wow, what do I miss about old school wrestling? I would probably just have to say just the entertainment of it. You know, I mean Ric Flair, uh huh, you know, he he was an entertainer. You know, I mean yeah. some of the stuff he would we're doing the ring, and I mean, the the robes that he was wearing to the ring, you know, styling and profiling. I mean, that I missed that. Oh, because yeah, Hitler was a true entertainer. Mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody says, nobody could do it like the Nature Boy. That, oh, that yeah. guy was unbelievable, oh, exactly. And, that, and that's that's one thing that I do miss about old school wrestling because it was just so entertaining you know them guys gave you a show and that's not to say that we're not getting that same show today Mm -hmm. but you know back then I mean you you saw so much you know I recall seeing weightlifting competitions for a wrestling event yeah you know road warriors and animal they had to go against somebody in a bench press match you yep. know, so, I mean, you, you had entertainment that was coming from any and everywhere. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, these these guys, they, they were putting together so many different shows and, you know, you saw so many different looks. Mm-hmm. It was amazing to me. Yeah. And I that's that's one of the reasons why I miss old school wrestling because the wrestlers that they had back in the day I mean, they, they were great entertainers.
0: Oh, yeah, I I, I can imagine. And then, too, they paved the way for these current wrestlers. They did.
1: Yep. They did. I mean, it's, you know, like I say, without Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair, you wouldn't have seen The Rock and John Cena and all of them. I
0: agree. You know,
1: Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair both together opened the doors for a lot of these younger wrestlers that we're viewing and we're seeing today. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's huge. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I
0: agree. And then what was the shocking wrestling moment for you that you remember?
1: The most shocking wrestling moment for me uh-huh. was the uh, WrestleMania night that I saw Hulk Hogan lose his title to the Ultimate Warrior. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I I was blown away. I was I was almost in tears, you know, because I was just a huge fan. I don't, you weren't even born. No, but but I, I saw it. I was almost in tears that night. That was something I never, ever wanted to see. When the (laughs) Ultimate Warrior, you know, slammed him and did whatever his patented move was, and he pinned him, Hulk Hogan sat up on the canvas and started crying and had to get up and walk his title over there to the Ultimate Warrior and give
0: it to him. Yes, I, I saw would that. I never,
2: <laughs> ever,
0: ever night. Wow. Yeah, yeah that was never, an upset.
1: Never, ever wanted to see that. Oh, I hated every moment of that. Because Hulk Hogan was dominating wrestling. So it's like, you know, he was beating up everybody. Uh-huh. So, I mean, there was really nobody that could really stay with Hulk Hogan. And then when this guy came into the WWF, I'm like, oh my God, this this dude here, this is gonna be something to be reckoned with. So we already knew you couldn't take this guy lightly because the ultimate warrior came into wrestling, beating up everybody. And you know, of course Hulk Hogan being a champion, he wasn't gonna back down to nobody.
0: Okay, nah, he wasn't.
1: Yeah, you know, so but that that would probably have to say the one that man, that really got me the most. Yeah, because yeah. I
0: I did well. I saw that match uh, about a few years ago. Finally, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. I do know they was in Toronto, Canada that year. Yes, they but, were.
1: It was in Toronto. Yep.
0: Yes, because Edge was there. Edge, and Christian, I believe, was there as a fan at that time. So, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, uh, it looked like Hulk Hogan kicked out at three. If
1: <laughs> if you, you will go
0: back to it
1: with the with the um, Ultimate Warrior.
0: Uh huh. Look like he kicked out, but it was at three.
1: Yeah. It, well, he he didn't make it, you know. So, <laughs> but that that was probably one of the most disappointing nights I've ever seen in wrestling. I was like, man.
0: Yeah. Come on. Are you serious? Yes, I doubt. Yeah, and then he had became both the uh, world heavyweight champion and the IC t- uh, champion.
1: The intercontinental, he sure did. Yeah, the Intercontinental Champion That's that was the Ultimate Warrior's title
0: but oh, then yeah. of, of
1: course it, it became more of the unified type of thing where you could get both belts
2: mm-hmm. so uh,
1: Hulk Hogan put his belt up and Ultimate Warrior put his belt up I actually thought Hulk Hogan would have got him but even Hulk Hogan will tell you to this day the Ultimate Warrior came into that match well prepared you know, I mean, he was he was ready.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, and you see what happened. He he had became the champion. Yeah. Yep, and then what would be your favorite WrestleMania?
1: My favorite WrestleMania <clears throat> would probably be WrestleMania three. Okay. When I saw Hulk Hogan body slam Andre the Giant. Uh-huh. And if anybody know who Andre the Giant was as a wrestler, mm-hmm. this guy was basically his name, Andre the Giant. This dude was 500 and some pounds, huge, about 7 feet tall. Mm-hmm. They called him the 7-foot wonder. You know, and Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, they were tight. They were like best friends in wrestling. You Mm -hmm. know, if I remember correctly, Hulk Hogan would tell you Andre the Giant was one of the reasons why he wanted to wrestle.
0: Oh, yeah. So,
1: you know, Andre the Giant came into, you know, the WWF and, you know, he was wrestling. But then you had some villains, you know, um, you had a manager, you know, you see back then you had managers trying to recruit good wrestlers, whether they were good guys or bad guys. Mm-hmm. So we had a guy called Bobby the Brain Heenan. Okay. Bobby, Bobby the Brain Heenan was probably one of the smartest managers ever in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And um, Bobby the Brain Heenan hated Hulk Hogan. He couldn't stand Hulk Hogan. Bobby the, Bobby the Brain Heenan, his ultimate goal was to get that ultimate wrestler that could take down Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. and he wasn't finding nobody that could get the job done yeah when Andre the Giant came in there and he saw that him and Hulk Hogan was good friends and he knew if he could somehow turn Andre the Giant against Hulk Hogan Mm -hmm. he had a chance oh yeah sure enough you know Andre the Giant traded on him and They fought each other in WrestleMania, but when Hulk Hogan picked that man up and slammed him, I could not believe it. That was a record-breaking slam Mm -hmm. of any wrestler. It was like when Hulk Hogan lifted him up, you saw all of the cameras flashing in that arena, Mm -hmm. taking that picture shot with him having Andre in the air. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and when he pent him, I'm like, wow, Hulk Hogan won. Yeah. And, he retained, and I, and he retained I, that title.
0: Yep. And I and I had saw that match a few years ago too. I remember how uh how exhausted he was after that match. I'm talking about Hulk Hogan.
1: Oh yeah. You, you had to be. I mean, you look at what he was going against.
0: Mm-hmm. You're
1: talking about 500 plus. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, uh yeah, so yeah. And, and you know what's uh what's cool is when wrestling first come on, they show that moment too in the thin. And you know, they do then now forever and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they show that uh moment when Hulk Hogan was picking up Andre the Giant. Yeah, it, it was definitely a legendary moment. Yeah, and I heard he almost broke his back doing that. I don't know if that's true.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I, I know Hulk Hogan talked a lot about it in his documentary.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: said that um he really had to put everything he had into picking Andre up to slam him. Mm-hmm. He said it was the most hardest body slam he ever did in his life.-
2: mm-hmm.
1: but once again, that was that entertainment that um you know, they gave us. Yeah, you know, and back then, you know, WrestleMania three—that was probably considered one of the biggest matches in wrestling history. Mm-hmm. You know, because Andre the Giant back in the day, nobody could beat Andre. Nobody. Mm-hmm. He was too big, seven feet, five hundred plus <laughs> pounds.
2: You uh-huh. just—you
1: couldn't beat him, Andre. Andre hand. I'm looking at my hands right now while we're talking. Uh huh. Andre's one hand, just one hand of Andre's, you would probably need to add five more set of hands to me. hmm That's how big that man's hands
0: were. Yep. Yeah. And and if he... he choked you, it was over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like he had, yeah, yeah I think that was me and Gene Oakland he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I saw that. But yeah, and you know what they had a documentary out about Andre the Giant that was pretty good too that I saw a few years ago. Yeah, Andre was definitely something special. Yeah, mm-hmm. they said he was one of the nicest guys you ever meet. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. But Paul uh, Hogan talked about the first time he um, went out with Andre.
2: Mm-hmm. He
1: said him and Andre the Giant went out somewhere and uh, had dinner. I don't Uh know what was going on, but Andre ate something that was pretty bad, and he had this bad gas. Oh. He said said that when Andre would break wind, it it sounds like the shutters or something in your windows were flapping like... He said he's (laughs) never heard anything like that in his life. He said It smelled like a sewer main just broke. Oh. Yeah, he said he's never, you know, it felt like something was flapping. Like his butt. He said he could literally hear his butt cheeks flapping. Oh.
0: Damn. So So uh -uh. could you could you imagine that man? You know, wow, that was rough. Yeah, I already I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And and I heard he would he could drink a whole case of beer with no issues.
1: Yeah, he could. Yeah, Andre was a drinker. You know, Andre could drink a whole case of beer. Like me and you drink one bottle of water. Mm -hmm. He was knocking them beers back.
0: Yeah. And And that's probably why he
1: had that big beer, that beer belly, because if you you look at Andre, Andre, he had a deformed look about him to begin with. I Mm -hmm. mean, the man's stomach Was probably the biggest thing on his body. His legs were small, but his hands were huge, and his feet was long. Uh Uh-huh. Andre wore, if I'm going to make sure I'm right now, a size 30 in a
0: shoe or something. Okay. Yeah, Andre's had a big feet. Yep yes because you know when you had took us to the wwe fan access back in 2006 they had mm-hmm. a handprint of andre the giant and they had a handprint of the big show i put my hand yeah. on andre i'm like man my hand was real short yeah and then so yeah you right it will take about a couple of sets of hands to match that yeah yep and then big show his hands is real big too hmm but yeah, yeah big, big show. Big show had
1: the same size of, as um, Andre.
0: Yeah, but I think with his situation, both of them had the same uh, uh disorder. But it seemed like a big show. He called. He is in time. Andre didn't.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, because I mean,
1: this dude was really, really, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's one thing to grow, but I mean, you can pretty much tell because nobody body could kind of handle being that big I, that's kind of unheard of
0: yeah it's called giantism mm-hmm. I believe
1: okay yeah so it, it got to a point where he just basically kept growing and growing you know to where I think it was kind of hard on his heart mm-hmm yeah.
0: Yep, yeah. Cause they said days leading up until his departure from you know mm-hmm. from uh, you know passing away, he was in a lot of discomfort. Yeah. Yeah, so I can understand too because that stuff does affect you. And then it's like uh he was in pain, and then they mm-hmm. said when he would fly out, he would have to take up two, he had to buy two seats because he couldn't fit mm-hmm. in one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's 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 how it was hmm But yeah, that's but, uh, but it's to great him. to know that he is the first ever Hall of Fame inductee. Yeah. Yeah, you so know, it's been that, over that, 30 years. And then to know that he has a battle royal named after to him, too.
1: Yes, I thought that was big for them to um give Andre that because um, Andre was the king of the battle royals. I mean, uh-huh. back in the day, you couldn't beat Andre. You know, yes. that's when they came up with seven-man battle, battle royals because it actually took seven plus wrestlers j- just to get him out of the ring. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, he was just that big. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, yeah. And, and, then, and then it's like they honor that match before WrestleMania.
1: Yes. And, and, that's, and that's pretty huge. And I'm glad that they do that for him because he deserves that. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, Andre the Giant was something special.
0: Yep, he was. Yeah, so I,
1: I look at it anytime again you entertain people the way that he did it, I think that's 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 pretty big. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think um andre was old that, mm-hmm. you know, to at least do something special for him. Exactly. You know, I would like to see that happen with even more wrestlers.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. You they know, do need that yeah. uh, recognition now. I, now I know with AEW. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched that, but I do know they had a special, or maybe that could have been a battle royal for Owen Hart. They did that oh, over there. Really?
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. So I had noticed well, that and I'm like, "That's nice."
1: Yeah, that's good. I I think it's it's really a good thing when they do things for um you know some of the old time wrestlers that have actually um you know, made a big um impact in wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: you, you you definitely want to see more of that happen. Exactly. I agree because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they paved the way for the wrestlers we see today.
2: You yes, know, if it wasn't have. for
0: Andra, you wouldn't have the big show. If no, it wasn't uh, for Andre, you wouldn't have the great Khali, all them uh, big time, big wrestlers.
1: Yeah, you know, Kylie was something special too. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Khali was just tall. Yep. I mean, Kali wasn't really massive, but, I mean, he had strength on him, and he was tall. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so Kylie, um, he was something special, too. You know, I almost forgot about the great Kali. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, but I remember him, but he did make it to the Hall of Fame. I want to say it was last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering when the big show is going to get his recognition to go in the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, you, you gotta think that his time is coming pretty
0: soon. Yeah. Yeah. But I hope he go in before Cena because Show been wrestling a little longer than Cena. Yeah, he has. Yeah, so I think they need to go on ahead and work that work that out. Even though he's on AEW, but I feel like the wrestlers that's on a- on AEW that used to wrestle for the WWE, I still feel like they deserve that recognition. Even though yeah. they cross brands or whatever, but they still deserve that recognition. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. Chris Jericho deserves to be in the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah. And he should.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: Chris Jericho, um, he he was something big, too. I mean, Chris Jericho, I
0: thought he was a good wrestler. You know, he was, he entertained pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was the first undisputed world heavyweight champion. Yeah. So,
2: you was. think
0: about it, he paved the way for Roman Reigns.
2: Mm-hmm. He did.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, and, I, and I think it was big back in the day when they was um, you know, unifying the the championships because so many people were so good they were actually winning both titles. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it was the Intercontinental Championship, the World Heavyweight Championship, or whatever, you know that that's what they were doing. Exactly, which is a smart
0: idea. Winner takes yeah. all.
1: Mm. Hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I think it was good for um, Triple H, you know, the, the move that he just made with that big announcement of making the uh, world heavyweight champion. Because if you really look at it, you haven't had the world heavyweight champion title in quite some time. Mm-hmm. You had the
0: WWE title, you know, but the world title, you know, you really haven't heard much about it. Nope, ever since they had uh did the universal championships and stuff, yep. so it, it was basically like wasn't nobody talking about it no
1: more. So Triple H, being the smart guy that he is, you know, he oh, let me go ahead and do this. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I must say, whoever he picked to design that belt, it was unbelievable.
0: Oh, yeah, I can imagine how nice it is, yeah. Yep. So that that's why I just commend him for everything he's doing because Triple H done have been there, done that too. So he know yeah. what it takes to um to get things done. He mm-hmm. do know what the fans like. So I think he was the he's perfect. Uh, you yeah. know, he was perfect for the drive the whole time.
1: Yep. Yeah. He sure was.
0: Yep. So yeah, and then I understand you used to wrestle uh, with your friends in your backyard. So what was one of your uh, favorite memories? You wow,
1: have <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Um, as kids coming up, you know mm-hmm. me, like I say, when I was eight years old, when I first started, you know, getting into wrestling and started watching it, uh-huh. you know, we we used to try to portray everything we saw on TV, right? You know, so Hulk Hogan, I, I can honestly remember you know, Hulk Hogan used to come to the ring all the time and he would tear his T-shirt off. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is go and get a T-shirt and I would cut just a little slit down the middle where I knew I could pull it and it would come together and come off like Hulk Hogan's did. So I started, you know, imitating that. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, they didn't have replicas of the championship belts that you see now and now you got a replica out there they got replica belts now Uh back then there was no such thing as replica belts so what we used to do is go and get cardboard and we would actually you know just make our own belts with a cardboard and you know because we you know them belts always stood out so they was always shining and, you know, glossy and all of that. So we used aluminum foil oh,
0: yeah. to make
1: our belts. Uh huh. And we used to get like a black marker
2: mm-hmm. and we
1: would put on their world heavyweight champion.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, the
1: belt that I always had was the United States championship that I actually made because I was portraying Lex Luger. hmm and so what we did was, as kids coming up, everybody on the block and everybody in the neighborhood, as kids, we were all into wrestling. You know, we was all, you know, just excited about wrestling, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Roe Wors, everybody. Mm-hmm. So everybody in the neighborhood decided, okay, we're just going to create our own names for ourselves. Who do we want to be like? Right. So, of course, Lex Luger. I was Lex. Mm-hmm. Then um you know my buddy, one of my other buddies, he was Barry Windham. Oh, okay. You know every everybody picked their favorite wrestler, and they was portraying that. So what I did mm-hmm. was, at my house, I had a big backyard, and we had um, what was it um chain link fencing. Mm-hmm. So what I used to do is we used to section it off and try to make it like a wrestling ring with ropes. And if we was having a steel cage match, we would rope it off and things like that. So what we were doing was like every Saturday, we would have our own wrestling event. Mm
2: -hmm. You know,
1: where I would have music playing in the background and I had this strobe light. So if I was coming out to my music, I had the strobe lights going and everything. So we we tried to copy wrestling as as much as we could and um Mm -hmm. we were good because everybody in the neighborhood always came down to my house and they was leaning over the fence to watch us wrestling oh wow (laughs) to watch us wrestle rather and Mm -hmm. what we did was when the wrestlers would get busted open and they would be bleeding in situations like their heads or they whatever would be bleeding right because most of the times when rick flair would bleed it always came from his forehead
0: right yeah running down his
1: face so back then you know we wasn't really too much into the fake blood that you can now buy at halloween time
0: oh you know you
1: can buy you know fake blood now at the stores Mm -hmm. they didn't have all of that back then so what we used was ketchup as fake blood so um we used to put ketchup on our heads and pretend that we bleed Right. I would I would never forget this. Me and my buddy, um, you know, he's like he's like a brother to me. Um, his name is Corinne. Uh-huh.
0: And I'm I'm here to
1: tell you, me and him actually portrayed these wrestlers to a T. I think we was outside wrestling Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: um this older guy was walking down the street and we was acting it out real good and um you know i, I act like you know Korean had cut my head over you know he, he took me and threw me against the fence but i was acting as if my head hit it and i just splashed ketchup all over my forehead
2: mm-hmm. and
1: this old man ran down and he said stop doing that now
2: stop doing that you're making them bleed you're
1: making them bleed and then he he actually was finna come in the yard and ring my doorbell and it talked to my family like this boy out here beating, bleeding. I had to tell him, sir, we just acting. This is just catch up. <laughs> so that's how good we were. Oh, wow. We were that good that we knew how to put on a show because mm-hmm. we was watching wrestling so much to where we started wanting to be like them. We started just trying to do things the way they used to do it. You mm-hmm. know, So we was just trying to, to act like them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's so so I had the whole neighborhood out there every weekend. We would we would have an event. Mm-hmm. So it's either it was going to be called Starcade, it was going to be called WrestleMania, or whatever. We just had fun, and that, and that's basically what we did as kids. You know, coming up, you know, we just wanted to have fun. You know, yep, so we, we we did everything we could do mm-hmm. to just have that fun, and we was actually putting on the show for people in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. If you saw it, I'm here to tell you, Ashley, if you would have saw what your father was doing with mm-hmm. his friends, you would have <laughs> been amazed because we were acting this stuff out to a T. The way you see it on TV, we was doing it exactly like that, but it was done on grass. Wow. Which in, inside of a yard that had um, fencing around it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chain link fencing because our yard had chain link fencing around it. Mm -hmm. So I used to rope it off
0: and wow, we used to have some nice times out there. I'm sure you did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. And then you hear stories that uh, people would wrestle on their trampolines.
1: Wow. Yeah, that one I don't think I ever seen too much of that, but if they were doing it, my hat's off to them
0: Mm mm-hmm because i know that the hardy boys was doing it at one point they would have trampolines and make stuff and then make the ropes out of garden holes Mm -hmm. so yeah they would get creative and you had some people that actually had wrestling rings in their backyard like eddie guerrero because um his dad was uh is the legendary gory gory guerrero so he had it already in his backyard
1: yeah you know so i mean Mm -hmm. it just goes to show you how wrestling really inspired a lot of us to want to kind of be like them and put on Mm -hmm. shows like them because back then it was just so entertaining to watch it was just so much excitement behind it it was like man Lex Luger it got to the point where I started talking like Lex I started walking like Lex (laughs) I was downstairs lifting weights and you know of course I would work out to a point where eventually my body would get a good pump.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, for me working out and I would come upstairs and throw baby oil all over me to really make my muscles pop. Oh, wow. Oh yeah, it you was, was really big. into it. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. Yep.
0: And then so, like you I know, said that the apple don't fall far from the tree because you remember when I was wrestling my my brother. Yeah. You know, In that time when that. I knocked his tooth out due to that clothesline. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know. I, I yeah.
0: think I took it too far. So,
1: I, so I, I I, think the um, bloodline of wrestling kind of hit y'all as kids, you mm-hmm. know, because I was definitely into wrestling. Yeah. You know, you got to remember, too, you know, some of the experiences that I had with you all as kids coming up. Mm-hmm. That was experiences for me, too, because I've never, ever, you know, well. I, I did a lot. I mm-hmm. must say that, um, you know, your auntie um, took me to all of the wrestling matches as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, I didn't miss a match every time Ric Flair, the road wars, anytime the NWA came to Chicago, they came to the UIC pavilion.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: was always there. Your auntie took me to every wrestling match. Practically.
0: Mm-hmm. Didn't miss a beat.
1: As a matter of fact, my most memorable match, she took me to um, I didn't even know I had the chicken pox at the <laughs> wrestling match. Oh yeah. I'll never forget this. I had the chicken pox at the wrestling match. So it was me and my nephew Courtney. Mm-hmm. We was at um the wrestling match together, and um, you know, we was just enjoying ourselves, and I noticed that the wrestling match. You know, I was itching pretty bad, you know, and <laughs> I didn't know what was really going on, but I was itching really, really bad. Mm-hmm. So, it really didn't come out until I got home. You know, my sister came and picked us up after the match was over with, and um, I was like, wow, this is kind of rough here, but long story short, me and um, your cousin Courtney, caught, we had chicken pox, but we was at the wrestling event.
0: Oh, wow. And that
1: we... We didn't know we had it now. We just knew while we was there, we was
0: itching, but we didn't understand why. <laughs> yeah. Because mm. I heard you, because you told, you told me this story before. Didn't you say he had a bump on his neck and you popped it? Yeah, and I popped it, yeah. Mm. And, and me
1: and him, we had to take oatmeal baths because when you have chicken pox, they say the oatmeal is good for the skin because it's supposed to stop you from scratching. Mm-hmm. So um, I was taking oatmeal baths, he was taking oatmeal baths and me and him had to be confined to being downstairs because we didn't want to give it to everybody. Oh and yeah. And of cool. course, everybody ended up catching the chicken pox with the exception of um, my granddaddy and your auntie Sherry. But I think everybody else called Amici was a baby Ooh. And he actually caught the chicken pox. Dang! <laughs> and your auntie Darlene caught the chicken pox. Ooh. so that would always stand out to me because we was at a wrestling event. Mm. Somebody didn't came, get that shot. <laughs> yeah, when we came home, I think no, I think we got the shots though. Because to be honest with you, you could catch the chicken pox even though you had the shot. Mm. Oh yeah. Wow. Because they they basically were saying if you catch the chicken pox, it's best to catch them early at a younger age because as you get older, it really does a lot to your immune system. But long story short, you know, we was at this wrestling event. And even despite the discomfort that we had because we didn't know we had the chicken pox prior to us going to the match. Mm -hmm. We just noticed while we were there, you know, watching the wrestling matches, we just kinda started itching a little bit and we just didn't understand why. Mm. But I mean, hey, yeah, we was there to enjoy a wow.
0: wrestling match though. Did it start itch did you start itching in your arm or your back? It was mostly my back. Oh I,
1: think, uh... I think Courtney was talking about his back.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh that yeah, that kind of make me yeah. itch a little bit.
2: <laughs> so that's yeah.
0: Yeah, how long did you? uh, How Mm -hmm. long did it take to recover from? Yeah, but
1: wow! um, I matter of fact, I remember I was a sophomore in high school, and Mm -hmm. um, it it took a couple of weeks.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, I tell you this, it was the worst feeling in the world.
0: I already know. Yeah. Yeah hmm But wow. But yeah. And then so I now are you optimistic about wrestling today? I am. You know, I, I feel, you know, pretty
1: positive about where wrestling is going. I think the wrestlers of today in this generation and in this time, I think they're doing a great job as far mm-hmm. as the entertainment. Um you know, the fan base is is really big. I mean it shows every week, you know, Monday Night Raw, these every every arena that they go to every Monday sells out.
2: Mm-hmm. And the
1: wrestlers that they have wrestling, <clears throat> excuse me, today, I think they are all great entertainers. I mean they they do pretty well in the ring. Mm-hmm. So anytime I watch them, to me it's never boring. You know, you know, I feel like I'm well entertained.
0: Yep. Yeah, I agree because you said it earlier, wrestling has come a long way. Yes, it has. You mm-hmm. know, you
1: th- you think about the years of wrestling. I mean, it comes a long way, and just to know, again, I started, you know, watching this at eight years old, and I'm fifty now, and for them to still have the fan base that they have, that's watching this, and <clears throat> they still selling out arenas everywhere that they go. That's mm-hmm. amazing.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So they just gotta go ahead and continue doing the uh, doing the great the great work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they and they will. Mhm. Yeah, because as long as Triple H keeps on controlling it, it's gonna be well. Mm-hmm. Cause like I said, you know he's been that done that, so he know what it takes.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah. he do. Uh
0: mm-hmm. huh. So now we're gonna play this game called "Which Wrestler Do You Like Better?" So I'm gonna name two wrestlers, and you just tell me which one you like better. Okay. Okay. So we have Andre the Giant or Rowdy Roddy Piper?
1: Wow. Oh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one there.
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to say Andre the Giant. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Now, what about the Junkyard Dog or Ernie Ladd?
1: Junkyard Dog.
0: Okay. Muncho Man, Randy Savage, or Ricky the Dragon Steamboat?
1: Ricky the Dragon Steamboat.
0: Oh, yeah. And you know what's funny? He still looked the same, too.
1: Yes. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you <clears throat> another moment I had in wrestling that really broke my heart when mm-hmm. I was a kid, and I was almost in tears again. Yeah. is <laughs> when I saw Randy Muncho Man Savage beat up Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And the way he did it was he pulled him in the ring and, you know, Macho Man had this, the elbow move. He would drop his elbow on you from the top rope. Mm-hmm. So what he did was he took the announcer's bell, you know, the bell that they ding, ding, ding. Yep, uh-huh. He took the announcer's bell <laughs> and he put the bell in his hands like he was finna come down with that elbow and he caught Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in the neck. Oh. I could not believe it. Ricky the Dragon couldn't breathe and all type of crazy. I was mad as I don't know. That's when I didn't like Michael Man. Oh yeah, when well, he you was in like, yeah. Yeah, but um Ricky the Dragon, that's my guy.
0: Yeah. Now what now was <clears throat> that at WrestleMania or what
1: That was actually a re- a regular match because you know wrestling used to come on every week, so that was just a, a broadcast match almost like raw every week the WWF was somewhere mm-hmm. you know so it was a regular it wasn't an event but I think um in WrestleMania they wrestled each other okay I think Ricky the Dragon Steamboat beat him mm-hmm.
0: oh wow <laughs> yeah yep. so so what about the Iron Chic or Nikolai Volgov?
1: Well let's see who would I like between both of them? I would probably have to say well, the Iron Sheik was good.
0: hmm
1: You know, I would never forget um, when he was the World Heavyweight Champion. You know, Hulk Hogan beat him.
0: Uh-huh.
1: To, to win the Heavyweight Championship. That was when Hulk Hogan first came on the scene of wrestling. And as his name started to grow and he started to get bigger, you know, the Iron Sheik was always big. hmm So Hulk Hogan went against the Iron Sheik, and the Iron Sheik had this move called the Camel Clutch. Oh, yeah. And he put Hulk Hogan in that move, and Hulk Hogan wouldn't give up. He stayed in the move, and then Hulk Hogan broke out of that move and hit him with that leg drop and pant him one, two, three. That was history. Oh, wow. That was the, that was the night Hulk Hogan won that title.
0: Mm. From the
1: Iron Sheik. And yeah, the Iron Sheik was a pretty good wrestler.
0: Oh yeah, and you know what? I just been informed that they do have a documentary coming out about the Iron Sheik.
1: Yes, and I, I would like to see it. The Iron Sheik was something special. Hmm. The Sheik was good. Yeah. Yeah, he did pave the way. Yeah, because him and Hulk Hogan had a lot of matches against each other. Hmm. Yes,
0: a lot of matches. Yeah, well, that's cool then. All right, Mm -hmm. so what about Rocky Johnson or Tony Atlas? Wow, Tony Atlas.
1: Uh Uh-huh. You know, I recall seeing some of Tony Atlas' matches. And um, Uh like I said, I was big on Tony because of his physique. Oh, yeah. And the way this dude used to slam people and throw them across the ring. Mm -hmm. I was just amazed by that. You know, Tony Atlas was... He was always a good show. He, mm-hmm. he, he was,
0: uh,
1: was going to beat up anybody he wrestled.
0: Oh, yeah, you I can imagine.
1: As soon as he came to the ring and they announced who he was from the wrestler, sometimes you can just look at the wrestler that he was getting ready to face. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this match is going to be over within three seconds. Right. <laughs> it's like it you wasn't. already knew it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was. was. Uh huh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what about King Kong Bundy or Vader? King Kong Bundy. Okay. Yeah, cuz I uh cuz I did some research. I know him and Hulk Hogan had a cage match at WrestleMania 2 if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yes, Hulk Hogan and um King Kong Bundy um had him. That was actually a good match too. Um Uh-huh. Prior to that match happening King Kong Bundy had injured Hulk Hogan's ribs.
0: Oh, wow. And, um, never...
1: It was in a mess, you know, because King Kong Bundy had his move, his patented move was the um, avalanche. And basically what he did was he would throw his whole body on you. He would throw you against the ropes. And then he'll run across the ring Mm-mm. and just throw his whole body on top of you. That's So, all... <laughs> he, so he gave Hulk Hogan that move i guess he broke his ribs or whatever but man hulk hogan was messed up pretty bad so he had to really train hard to wrestle him in wrestlemania too because i remember when hulk hogan showed up to the arena Mm -hmm. and he was trying to you know warm his back up and he was having problems but he had that match with Bundy and he actually won mm-hmm. because during this time you didn't you didn't um have to pin somebody in the ring in a steel cage match
0: oh yeah this steel cage
1: match all you had to do was get over the cage to win mhm that's how they did it back in the day you clam the cage
2: mm-hmm. and you
1: try to just go over the you know the top of the cage and Whoever feet hit first wins.
0: Yep, and then it seemed like them cage matches was different back then. They used to be they like weren't. square and blue. They,
1: were, they they were square. They were square. They were blue. And remember, too, all you had to do was get out the cage to win.
0: Mm-hmm. So you
1: didn't have to pin nobody back in the day. All you had to do was get out.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because now the cage matches that we see now, um, they, they just it's still now. Mm-hmm. And then they used to have, I don't know if you ever heard of this match, but they had a barbed wire steel cage match.
1: Yes, I, I remember the um barbed wire matches. Um most of them matches were um Dusty Rhodes. hmm Dusty Rose used to love those matches.
0: Yeah. Yeah. hmm Yeah, he was definitely hardcore. Yes, he was. All right, so now we have Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels.
1: Wow, Shawn Michaels.
0: Yep, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I had did some research and they did put on a great match at WrestleMania ten when Mm -hmm. Shawn Michaels had uh, beat Bret Hart for the uh, title.
1: Yep, yeah, Shawn Michaels. I, you know, I remember when Shawn Michaels first came into wrestling. I mean. He was like kind of the pretty boy of wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. he had the long hair, and you know, he was he used to always try to, you know, chase the the girls and the women in wrestling. You know, he, mm-hmm. he just thought he was the pretty boy.
0: Yeah, that's his theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 was he was very entertaining. Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know he had some classic matches with Razor Ramon, aka uh, Scott Hall. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Razor Ramon. How can I forget? Mm-hmm. That guy
1: was that guy was really good, Razor Ramon. Oh yeah,
0: Yeah. But yeah, but rest in peace to him too. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we have Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock.
1: Oh, that's now, you know I'm to have to go with Stone Cold. Yeah, because that that guy's pretty good too.
0: Oh yeah, and you know what? Him and The Rock had a lot of great matches together too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I would have to say the saddest match they had was at WrestleMania 19 because that was Steve Austin's last match ever. Before yeah. he would make this little uh comeback against Kevin Owens last year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but mm-hmm. at least the Rock could say he had got a win off of you know from Steve Austin. Because they used yeah. to have matches at WrestleMania 17 and WrestleMania 16, and Steve will always win. But this time at 19, the Rock won, but he actually retired. Steve.
1: Yes. Yep. Sure did.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that was a good match though. Mhm. Yep. Now what about Hulk Hogan or the Undertaker? Uh, Hulk Hogan. Mhm. Yep.
1: I I would have to go with him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now this mm-hmm. one is gonna be very hard though. It's gonna be very difficult. That's why I put this at put this last. Okay. So, is it gonna so the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes? Or the nature boy Ric Flair. Uh, Ric Flair. Uh-huh. You know, Ric- <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said you said Rick was the guy. Ric- oh
1: yeah, Ric Flair, hands down. It, I, it was nobody better than Ric Flair. Ric Flair was the man. He was basically who he claimed to be. He was the nature boy. So mm-hmm. anytime he wrestled, you was going to get some excitement. He would put on the show for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I enjoyed every minute of watching that man wrestle, you know, so it will forever be nature.
0: Oh yeah. And then what then the figure for a leg lock and to see his daughter still use the same move?
1: Yes, you know, and it's it's funny that you say that because when I saw Charlotte do the move, it was almost like Rick. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean she put them legs together and she locked. And, you know, the figure four leg lock, that wasn't an easy move to get out of.
0: Mm-mm, it's you not. really
1: had to be good. And, you know, you had to be kind of flexible to get out of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you had to
0: be. But what I've been seeing people do is it's either they get to the ropes or they turn around on their stomach.
1: Yeah, I mean, because that, that was really the only way you was going to be able to get out of it. You was going to have to spin him. So if oh. you didn't spin him, you wasn't gonna get out. Right. Yeah. You you wasn't gonna get out of there, and um, he perfected that move to a T. Mm. Hmm. You know. Yeah, it, he it did. Was, yeah. He was. He was on top of all of that.
0: Mm. Hmm. You know.
1: Yeah, he did.
0: Yeah, and that's why he's the sixteen-time uh world heavyweight champion. Yeah. He he perfected that move. Hmm. You you wasn't gonna get out of that. Nah. Nope, you wasn't. And I remember when he tried when he had a run with trying to become a seventeen time world heavyweight yeah. champion. I think yeah. he went against Edge and it was in a ladder match. Yeah. He did. Rick was so close to winning. And mm-hmm. it's just like, man, he didn't do it. Yeah. I wanna say that it was back in O six. Mm-hmm. But I will have to say my favorite Ric Flair moment was at WrestleMania 22 again in Chicago. So he was he was wrestling in that money in the bank ladder match. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was he got on the top of the ladder thinking he was going to get the briefcase. So next thing Mm -hmm. you know, Matt Hardy gets up there and, you know, beat uh, and beat him down so he won't try to get the uh, briefcase. So at the mm-hmm. Matt suplex, Ric Flair off the ladder, he was like, oh,
1: oh, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ric Flair was always yelling and screaming. I mean, yeah. but, but that that was just the entertainment part that Ric yeah. Flair was just so <laughs> great at. He knew how to grab the audience attention. He did. You know, I mean, he he was just great at what he was doing. Uh-huh. I don't think it was nobody that could do it better than him.
0: Nah, nobody. Yeah, that guy. That guy was awesome. Yeah, but man, that was a funny moment. It was so bad they had to call the um the medical staff to come <laughs> get him out the ring.
1: Yeah, that's that's how it was. I mean, because if you look at Starrcade '87, I mean, it was pretty much the same thing. I mean, when he wrestled Ronnie
0: Garvin, he was mm-hmm. drenched in blood. Oh yeah, and yelling and screaming. It was like wow. Yeah, because one thing I always noticed about Rick, he would bleed easily. You just hit him, oh, and yeah. just, man. Oh he yeah, Rick, Rick was a
1: bleeder. Yeah, I mean, anytime you hit him, you was gonna get blood. hmm That was going to happen. It wasn't no way around that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. I I, I wonder how many blood transfusions as he had. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because you got to think, that was real blood. I mean, mm-hmm. them guys were actually cutting themselves mm-hmm. to entertain us. So, I mean, it wasn't like that blood was fake.
0: No, it no. It was real. Yeah, that's the thing you got to know. They give you that razor blade, you just go across your head and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, but,
2: not, but, yeah no, that was
0: one,
1: as a kid, I wasn't going to do. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that crazy. Now. I mean, right, I, I yeah, did yeah. some crazy things as a kid. You know, when it came huh. to wrestling, but I wasn't gonna do
0: that one. Okay. Yeah, nah, because it it ain't worth it though. Because it because if you do anything uh else, you're gonna have to get some stitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you weren't going for that. And then when they finally took Rick out the ring, um mm-hmm. they tried he tried to come back in the match. Man, you the match was almost over with. So he had chopped right. a few people, tried to um excuse me, get the briefcase again and still didn't win the match. It was actually Bob wow. Van Dam that won that match.
1: Oh really? Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, that would have to be one of my favorite money in the bank ladder matches. Yeah. And if you think about it, Rick was the oldest uh competitor in that match, and this is at the point where Rick didn't want to really retire. He felt like he still had something to prove. Mm-hmm.
1: And I and like I said, I, I think it's it's so good because we can go on and go on, but you know, wrestling has always been
2: good,
1: you know. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's, the entertainment, like I say, I'm I'm really excited of the fact that it's still going big today.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel like it will continue to go big, though, um, as long yes, as they keep on will. making the right moves to entertain people, we gonna it's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's yep. gonna be so, that. Uh-huh. I agree. Yep. So, is there anything else you want you want to leave the listeners?
1: Well, I would just say, you know, for the listeners that are listening to our conversation, you know, just understand that, you know, we're um diehard wrestling fans. You know, I mm-hmm. encourage everybody, if you've never been into wrestling, you know, it's not a bad idea to get into it. I mean, the entertainment of it is, is really great. You know, I've been a wrestling fan all my life, as I've shared today, you mm-hmm. um, know, I would just encourage you, you know, just watch it, you know, and just see how you like it. You know, it's yes. good entertainment. I, I good agree. Entertainment.
0: I agree. Because it'll take your mind off of some stuff, too.
1: Yes, it will. Mm-hmm. Great entertainment. A hard day at work. You want to come home and see some entertainment and good wrestling. Yeah.
0: Yep. WWE. Yeah, that's WWE it. WWE for life. That's <laughs> it, Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay well again i want to i want to thank i want to thank you again for coming on to the show oh it's my pleasure and i, I would do it anytime, anytime. Oh, yeah d- yeah definitely because it was i mean this was a very great entertaining conversation to do this with to do this as um daughter and father or father and daughter
1: yes it was
0: yeah so i think yeah so i think this will forever be a great episode on on wrestling discussions yes yeah so
1: happy so happy to be a part of this discussion
0: mm-hmm. yes definitely well but well, again thank you so much for coming on to wrestling discussions anytime mm. well that's gonna do it for wrestling discussions episode five i want to thank my wonderful dad for stopping by today to discuss old school wrestling moments and discuss his input on wrestling today And I would like to thank all of the listeners again for tuning in to today's episode. And I am honored, blessed to announce that Wrestling Discussions is number 23 in the top 100 wrestling chart and number 80 in the top 100 sports chart on Good Pods. And I was also informed that it's doing well on Apple Podcasts. So again, I want to thank God. I want to thank all of the listeners for their support. I want to thank Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify our radio google Podcasts, amazon music but as support as well episode six will be coming soon and if anyone is interested i have some merchandise on my website so please feel free to browse around and i will leave the link in the description box i would gladly appreciate any comments or reviews on today's episode and please uh, subscribe to get notifications on new episodes and also check out my second podcast, Inspiring Discussions, where I discuss inspiration. And you all can follow me on Instagram at BlueShades1993, on Twitter at janae 93 and on Facebook by typing in Ashley Janae. So again, thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm your host, Ashley Janae. Stay safe and God bless you all.